the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me as always is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we fighting about tonight? Well, uh, we've already brought you Nicolas Cage versus uh, who's the other guy in on that one? Kurt Russell. And yep. uh, this yeah. time out, we're, uh, we're going back to the well with uh, this kind of fight. Uh, it's, a, it's an unusual fight for us. We've got two titans of geek cred going up against each other. They are fantastic actors, and I and they actually realize they are uh, in some of the most uh, successful and uh, in controversial movies of all time. Uh, we've got Gary Oldman versus Liam Neeson. So uh, who's going to be fighting this tonight, Damon? All right, let, let, let's see if I can remember how to do this. We've got Jarrett Back. Hello. Uh, Michael Felsher. Fuck. I'm just going to call you Max. Howdy. And Mike Schindler, who we will be calling Schindler. Hey, how's it going? Uh, so how do the fights work, Mike? Well, these uh, this is a little bit different. Uh, each of our panelists chooses six things. Three Gary Oldman, three Liam Neeson. They can be anything related to these guys. They can be movie roles, quotes, things from their past, whatever. Uh, we throw in two more chosen by our Geek Fight staff to bring it up to 32. We randomly match them up, drop them in tournament-style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. One side is going to be all Gary Oldman. The other side is going to be all Liam Neeson. Uh, we uh, each go through these brackets. We each cast our vote, give our explanations uh, and our reasons. Uh, the winner of each fight moves on to the next round until we get down to the very end where we have the absolute best of Gary Oldman versus the absolute best of Liam Neeson. And then in the final round, they will duke it out until one of them is crowned the winner. Uh, there are no wrong answers here on Geek Fights, only wrong people. And in this, there's probably going to be a lot of wrong. Uh, you can use any rationale you want, and you're going to have to, because none of these are going to make any sense. Uh, you can be clever. You can be snarky. Whatever you want, uh, that's what we call geek logic. And I just want to point out that some very well-constructed geek logic the last time we did this actually made a mummified sphincter the winner. So anything can happen here. 
Choose yeah. your argument wisely. Yeah, w- w- way to way to you know set the bar really high on an episode that's not going to be as good. I'm just just I'm just throwing it out there. You guys all suck. Here we go, <laughs> Mike. This one is yours. It is the Fifth Element versus Prada model because apparently Gary model uh, Gary Oldman was a Prada Prada model. Uh, I was I was actually unaware of that, um, but I'm still going to vote for the uh, the Fifth Element. Now I'm assuming we're voting for his character, his performance in the Fifth Element, not the movie as a whole. Um, and uh, and that was a great performance. That was a fun performance. Um, I don't remember the character's name, but it was a very strange Jean Baptiste Emmanuel uh, Zorg. Yes. Um, but a very kind of strange, uh, somewhat uh, unorthodox villain, and uh, it was a, a great role in a great movie. And uh, I don't know anything about Prada other than the devil apparently wears it, and I'm really sad that I made that reference. So uh, I will vote for the Fifth Element. That's a fabulous movie, uh, Jared. Yeah, I gotta go with Fifth Element on this one. I've Never been too into Prada. Well, although I did see the Devil Wars Prada, and I like that. I'm sad to say, but I like the Fifth Element a lot more. So yeah, I'm going with that. Uh, vote for the Fifth Element, and and the Devil Wears Prada is actually a good movie. Uh, Michael, Fifth Element. <laughs> Max, uh, I have to go with the Fifth Element as well, despite being the one that put Prada model on there. All right, Mr. Schindler, is it a clean sweep? No, it's not. I'm sorry, but I do not like the fifth element. And I didn't know that he was a Prada model either, but I looked at some pictures online and they were hilarious. They so are slick as hell, aren't they? They're very slick, hilariously slick. So I'm going to go with Prada model. Uh, vote for Prada model. But the fifth element is moving on and we're on to our next fight. Uh, Jared, this one is yours. It is Mason Verger, uh, Hannibal. I don't know. Oh, from the movie Hannibal uh, versus uh, Drexel uh, Spivey from True Romance. Ooh. I got to go with Hannibal on this one. I mean, Hannibal trumps pretty much anything you can throw at it, unless you're talking about a Star Trek, but Uh, I I didn't really see True Romance, so it didn't really interest me. All right. I'll vote for Mason Verger. Uh, Michael. I, I love both these performances. Uh, Drexel Spivey is one of his completely disappears and you don't even realize it's him kind of performances. He's playing sort of this pimp drug dealer who thinks he's as black as any black drug dealer out there. So it's actually very funny at times. But I got to go with Mason Verger because first of all, the makeup on him is some of the most disturbing makeup I've ever seen an actor wear. It is so creepy and realistic that it, it it's one of the few makeups I've seen that actually shocked me in terms of just being almost too eerie to look at. And and the fact that he manages to give such a fucking creepy and funny performance underneath all that is just another testament to how good he is, no matter how much crazy shit you throw in his face, or if he just changes, you know, the lighting on him sometimes it's where he can, you know, just become a completely different character. So uh yeah, I gotta go with Mason Berger. Uh, vote for another vote for Mason. Uh, Max. Uh, I actually didn't remember Drexel Spivey all that well, so I looked up a clip on YouTube and I laughed for about forty-five minutes. So I'm going to go with him. He beats Mason Verger despite the amazingness of the performance. Uh, vote for Drexel uh, Schindler. Yeah, I mean both great performances, but I think I'd have to go with Mason Verger for all the reasons stated before. Another vote for Mason. Mike. 
Uh, I'm going to go for uh, for Drexel. Um, yeah, I, I just thought one, it's a great movie. Um, I, I absolutely love that movie, and uh, and that that was a, a a key performance for me. It's a small role. He's not the star of the movie. He's, it's kind of a, an important part, but a bit part. And uh, yeah, he's got the the freaky dreadlocks. He's got the fucked up eye. And let me tell you, I couldn't understand a goddamn word he was saying that entire time. Yet somehow he still communicated everything he needed to communicate with that that weird Rasta accent. Um, it was just a, a standout weird performance in a movie full of standout weird performances. And that's what I think Gary Goldman does best. So I'm going to give my vote to Drexel. A vote for Drexel. Doesn't sound like anybody's changing their vote. And Mason Verger is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Mr. Felcher, this one is yours. It is Lost in Space versus Sid and Nancy. Uh, you know, I'll be one of the few people probably to say that they really liked Lost in Space, despite, you know, many problems it had, especially in that the last 30 minutes of the movie. But one of the main strengths of the picture was uh, Gary Ullman's performance. You know, he have to you have to really like this guy, despite the fact he is as despicable as they come. And very few actors enjoy playing the villain as much as Gary Oldman does. And uh, this was, you know, he's a, he's a highlight of the film. However, Sid and Nancy is what brought him to everyone's attention. This was, that was the movie that woke everybody up and said, who the fuck is this guy? Because he inhabited Sid Vicious so thoroughly, you would have thought he was Sid Vicious. And again, to look at him and then to see him in something like JFK just a few years later, you still wouldn't know it's the same guy. And again, there's no, unlike Mason Verger or, or any of the, like Bram Stoker's Dracula, it's, there's no makeup. He's just somehow he manages with just an inflection and, a, and, and, and some basic movement just to completely change who he is. And Sid and Nancy is, is, is a, an amazing sort of debut for the guy. Um, and I, I just, and again, that was, that was his, uh, that was when everyone first stood up and said, who, who the hell is this Gary Oldman and what are we going to see from him next? So as, as much as I enjoyed Lost in Space, I got to go with Sid and Nancy. A uh, vote for Sid and Nancy. Max? I have to go with Sid and Nancy because I can't stomach Lost in Space at all. Uh, not even that, because he does no, a, no, do a really no. good Dr. Smith. Nothing. I cannot stand that movie. That is the. That's what I remember. That I was. I was a just a you know young teenager when that movie came out. That was the first movie that I hated physically. <laughs> I wanted to hurt the people involved in the making of that movie. Okay then, uh, a vote for Sid and Nancy, Mister Schneider. Schneider. Oh, Schindler. sorry, Schindler. I, I was thinking of Buffy. Oh, okay, Schneider. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I'm not going to defend Lost in Space, but I found it uh, much more enjoyable than than Sid and Nancy. So I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to go with Lost in Space. A vote for Lost in Space, Mr. Ortiz. Now this this is not. I mean, this is this is Gary Oldman. This is not you know which of these is a better movie, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this is is you know what is a better Gary Oldman? What is more? Uh, Gary Oldman here, and while he does a, a great performance in both movies, uh, in Sid and Nancy, he's playing uh, a real person, and, and like you said, he he loses himself, he becomes uh, Sid Vicious, but uh, I, I 
I don't think that's as tough to do. I mean, a lot of people play junkies and there's a lot of footage on, on Sid Vicious and a lot of information about him. And, and to transform yourself into someone that already existed is tough. But what he did in Lost in Space was transform, transform himself into someone who already existed, but make that better. Uh, he, he channeled the original Dr. Smith very, very well. I mean, you could definitely see the evolution of those characters. You can see how one uh, was really the, the next step from the other, but he actually managed to make him menacing and, and villainous in a way that the original Dr. Smith wasn't. And, and he was, he was, he was the standout performance in that movie. I mean, I, I didn't hate it. Uh, there were things that I liked about it. I liked it more than I thought it would. I thought it was going to be terrible. Um, and it was, it was a badly written movie and it kind of went nowhere. Uh, the ex- uh, effects were nice and some of the visuals were nice, but he was just so, so amazing in that role. So just sort of devouring it. And, and, you know, he didn't really chew the scenery except when he became a spider monster, but that was all CGI. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, th- I think pulling off Dr. Smith and making him more credible, uh, is a much tougher thing to do than, uh, than playing a convincing junkie. So, uh, I'm going to go with Dr. Smith and Lost in Space. Uh, vote for Dr. Smith. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Jared. Which one takes the win? Well, first off, I'd like to say you're all bubble-headed boobies. Second... I have to go with Dr. Smith on this one, you can, mainly just to see how he did the performance behind the scenes. It's easy when an actor enjoys a performance and loves what they're doing, but when an actor himself knows the film is going to be total shit, and if you see even some of the behind-the-scenes material, you know Gary Oldman knew Lost in Space is going to be total shit, but he threw himself into the role anyways. He and he did his best to enjoy the hell out of this part, even though the movie was gonna tank as soon as it hit the as soon as it hit the box office. And he gave it his all. He was really the only reason to watch that film besides the big fucking blue robot that was really cool. I, I gotta go with Dr. Smith on this one, Lost in Space. And Dr. Smith from Lost in Space is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Max, this one is yours. It is Bram Stoker's Dracula versus Actors Against Acting e- Athletes. That's a mouthful. Oh, is that mine? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I wasn't aware of Actors Against Acting Athletes until it came up on the list. And I watched it, and it wins. It's amazing. A vote for Actors Against Acting Athletes. Uh, Schindler. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much in the same boat there. I, uh, I I love Bram Stoker's Dracula, but I watched that YouTube clip and and it was hilarious. So <laughs> I have to go with actors against acting athletes. All right, uh, Mike. Uh, yeah, I um I was very bummed when I saw these uh, go up against each other. I, I put uh, actors against acting athletes on here, um, although I I absolutely loved his performance in Dracula. If Dracula hadn't been put on here. Uh, by someone else, I was actually just going to put Dracula's hair on here because uh, the old Dracula's hair is absolutely fantastic in this movie. But that was that was hilarious, and that really embodied uh, what a great actor he is, and and actually what what good kind of comedic timing he has in that very short piece. And uh, one thing that I, I found out, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but I totally buy it, is uh, at the end of that piece, he he makes he takes that horrible shot. And says, basically says, see, uh, 
I, uh, I'm, I'm terrible at basketball, so I shouldn't do it. And you're terrible at acting, so you shouldn't do it. But I guess they had to do that several times because he kept making the shot. So uh, I'm going to vote for the Actors Against Acting Athletes. Another vote for Actors Against Acting Athletes. Uh, Jared. I loved his performance in Dracula. Didn't like the movie itself, but his performance was great. But I, I got to go with Actors Against Ath- Acting Athletes on this one, purely because I agree with every fucking thing he said. Word. All right. Uh, Michael, is it a clean sweep? Normally, this is the part where I would throw a courtesy vote to whatever's losing just to be, be nice about it. But I really hate Francis Ford Coppola. Um, I don't. I thought. <laughs> Thank you. I, he turned that thing into a fucking love story. I, I, I've crossed oceans of time to find you. Fucking give me a break. Uh, I just. Gary Oldman's good in it, but even he. Just he gets drowned in the weight of that thing's self-importance. I just really not a fan. And that short actors against acting athletes was very funny. And it was something that needed to be said. And if it was going to be said, I'm glad Gary Oldman was the one to say it. So I'm going to say actors against acting athletes. I'm just going to put a four. It's a mouthful. It really is. But (laughs) actors against acting athletes is moving on and we're on to our next fight. Mr. Schindler, this one is yours. It is the Dark Knight versus uh, the Professional or Stansfield from Professional. Yeah, I mean, two two great you know movies or what have you performances, whatever you want, going up against each other. But I mean, come on, there's the Dark Knight, and then there's everything else. So it's got to be the Dark Knight. Uh, vote for the Dark Knight, Mike. Uh. This is this is another tough one. Um, while certainly I like the Dark Knight far far more than the Professional, um, you know, it's I have to ask myself which which one did I really like Gary Oldman in more? Um, and and strangely, like he he's really understated and underplayed as uh, as Gordon, and uh, and his role in the Professional is the opposite. I mean, I, I, that's really where I think I, I first paid attention to him. And he's just, he's just fucking crazy in that movie. And he does fucking crazy so well. But I think because Gordon is such an understated performance, such a subtle performance and a quiet performance and such a great character. Um, and, and he's, just, he's the best Gordon. I mean, that's out of all the commissioner Gordons that there've been, including like the animated series, which, which for, for many of the characters on there have become the definitive characters for me. Um, Oldman's Gordon is, is still, uh, the best Gordon. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd watch a Gordon movie. So, uh, I'm going to go with the dark Knight. Uh, vote for Jim Gordon, uh, Jared. I'm going with Jim Gordon on this one for all the reasons he illustrated. I mean, he he took the definitive version again, the animated series, and bumped it up a notch. He even hell he even looked like the character from the comic almost exactly. Another vote for Jim Gordon, Michael. Well, maybe there's something wrong with him. What? Everyone. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying. To... No, uh, it was the. Uh, I I think his I, look again and terms of the movies uh i i I, yeah dark knight's a much more enjoyable film than than the professional i actually a lot of people love the professional i never have uh 
However, his performance in that is such a wackadoo, completely over-the-top delight. I mean, he is this coke-addled, insane cop, and there's just a couple moments where he's... Uh, there's one minute where he's just torturing, just playing with this guy, and he's telling me, do you like Mozart? Do you like Beethoven? And it's just funny that he's talking about Beethoven a couple years before he played him. And then he's just... I mean, there's just something so unhinged about him in that uh that it's just it's a glorious thing to behold and uh as much as i love his gordon and the fact that he can go i mean you talk about the light and the dark of gary oldman here it is i mean he can do something so quiet and earnest as as gordon from the batman movies and turn around and be someone like stansfield from the professional um i'm gonna go with the professional on this one, uh, just just because I just enjoy the visceral kick of that performance so much. Uh, vote for the professional and Max. Um, this is really really hard, but um, uh, one aspect is that uh, I'm inclined to give a lot of points to the understated quality of the Jim Gordon. Um, but having that in the equation. Uh, the the his ability in 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 the professional to just go completely into this incredibly bizarre and I think to a great extent unprecedented and possibly unique character is too amazing to ignore. And knowing that he also has the ability to be as understated and invisible an actor as he is in Dark Knight, uh, that range is astonishing. And I, I I end up tipping back towards the professional. So that one wins. A vote for Stansfield, but Jim Gordon is moving on, and we're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is your boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Lee Harvey Oswald, versus something you've never heard of because you don't play video games, <laughs> and that would be Victor uh, Reznov from uh, Call of Duty. His boy, Lee Harvey Oswald? Yeah. He hated Kennedy. Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I, I supported the, uh, the, the people of Cuba. Um, yeah, I think uh, you pretty much just uh, wrapped it up uh, there. I, I have absolutely no idea uh, what he did in Call of Duty, although I imagine it was most excellent, but uh, not as excellent as Lee Harvey Oswald. Wow, really? You know, the president got shot by that guy. Anyway, uh, he was just a patsy. <laughs> he still shot him. Um, Jared? <laughs> well. I gotta go with Mike on this one. Um, I haven't played Call of Duty either, so his role in that is totally blank to me. JFK was one of the very first films I ever saw in high school that I saw on my own. That was one of those films that just really defined my youth. It got me started in the whole conspiracy theorist track. I no longer believe that Oswald was a patsy. Sorry, I think he did it. But I still think Gary Oldman's performance that was bar none. He totally melted into the role as written. I'm going with Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, vote for Lee Harvey Oswald. Michael. You know, when you talk about the performances again, he, how he can disappear into a role, he's not wearing any makeup in that at all that I can see. And uh, aside from the clothing and the hairstyle, he looks like Gary Oldman. And yet he doesn't look a thing like Gary Oldman in that movie. I don't know how it is. I don't get it. He looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. And yet it's Gary Oldman. He's not fooling anybody, but he's not Gary Oldman. I, I don't understand how he pulled that off. I, I don't know I if think, it 
Gary Oldman killed Kennedy. That's plausible. It is plausible if, you know, he was four, but that's, you know, that's whatever. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Lee Harvey Oswald because I don't play Call of Duty. Another vote for Lee Harvey. Max? Um, I put Victor Reznov on this list because I think that it's important that we recognize that Gary Oldman is cool enough to play a character in a video game. And, uh, and knowing that Gary Oldman can become anyone and anything, even a set of table and chairs, I don't, I'm not as impressed by his ability to be Lee Harvey Oswald because I just accept that he could be Lee Harvey Oswald. And, uh, and so I give the points to him being cool enough to be in a video game. Call of Duty. Uh, Victor. 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 Oh, goodness Victor. gracious. No, I was just going to say Victor. I wasn't going to say the Reznov. But uh, he's in he's in Black Ops too, sort of. That's a weird lady. Um, <laughs> Schindler. Um, well, I've only played one and a half levels of Call of Duty, and I don't think that he was in them. But I'm I'm not positive. But I've seen uh, JFK a million times, and I think his performance in that is amazing. So I'm going to have to go with Lee Harvey Oswald. And Lee Harvey Oswald takes the win. We're on to our next fight, and. Uh, you were just making a, a mention of him being able to melt into any role. Uh, Jared, this one is yours. It is Air Force One. I don't remember the character in Air Force One versus... He was the bad guy. He was the bad guy. I mean, <laughs> I don't remember the name of the bad guy. Uh, versus... I think um, it was Victor, Victor Reznov. Oh, okay. That that works out then. No, uh, <laughs> playing a normal... Him playing a, a normal-sized person playing an LP, a little person in tiptoes. He played LP in, in tiptoes. Uh, Jared, that's yours. You know, I, I don't even remember the, the name of his character in Air Force One either. Air Force One was kind of a eh, movie to me. But when I first saw him as Rolf in the previews, oh my God. <laughs> I could not believe that was Gary Oldman. I This, uh, it, it totally went above and beyond on as far as his ability to just dissolve himself into a character. I'm I'm going with Rolf on this one. A vote for playing a little person. Uh Michael. Um I thought he was a very interesting villain in Air Force One in uh, as Ivan Korshinov is his name. Um the and, and what I liked about the character was it wasn't one of his more over the top sort of crazy, you know, professional or fifth element villains. It was much more much more down to earth and it was much more relatable. This was not a cartoon villain. This guy had a reason for doing what he was doing and it made him much more effective. And it proves that Holman, he can occupy the middle ground. He doesn't just have to go way over the top or way on, you know, underplaying it. He can find a note at any level to play a character like this. And he did a masterful job. It's, it's actually an underrated performance from him. Yeah, he's quite amazing playing a little person in Tiptoes. There's just there's just one problem. That means you have to watch Tiptoes. <laughs> Tiptoes is one of the most insufferably shitty movies I ever tried to. I couldn't finish Tiptoes. It is so cloying and cutesy and bullshitty that I I could not it was just one of those films that was made by people who thought, oh, everyone's going to take their families to this and women will love this and all that. It is, it is like, it's like getting an, a, a, a dose of sugar directly into your veins and you die of diabetic shock in like less than three minutes. It is, it is 
just fucking awful. And not even Gary Oldman can save that. So I'm going with Air Force One. Uh, vote for Air Force One. Um, Max. Um, I did not remember this movie and I saw on the list and I looked it up and I recalled um, seeing it and not looking at it any further because I think I'm allergic to Matthew McConaughey. So uh, I, I can't testify to the quality of tip toes. So I'm going to go with Air Force One. Another vote for Air Force One. Schindler. You know, Max, it's funny that you should say that because I remember a conversation that we had about two years ago where you were like, hey, do you know there's this movie where Gary Oldman plays a little person? And I'm like, what? That's bullshit. And then you're like, yeah, no, Kate Beckinsale and Matthew McConaughey are in it. I'm like, that is bullshit. I would have heard of that movie. Are you that sure that's not me? Exist. It was you. It was definitely you because you're talking about how awesome Gary Oldman is. And I just thought that you were full of shit. As per usual. I don't sadly. remember that conversation at all. Well, oh. no, he, he wasn't full of shit, sadly enough. Yeah, <laughs> I know. When I saw the trailer, I'm like, holy shit, there's that movie that Max was talking about. That's insane. Um, but I'm not going to watch that movie. And uh, Air Force One is, is badass. And I think that might have actually been my introduction to Gary Oldman. You just, you know... The, that's just the way it worked out, and and he's awesome in that movie, you know, and and his uh, his uh, chemistry with with Harrison Ford is great, and I'm definitely going to go with Air Force One. A vote for Ivan from Air Force One, and Mr. Ortiz. Uh, I didn't see Tiptoes. I I put it on this list, um, but what I put on this list is not the movie Tiptoes. I put on this list the the fact that he did this. Um, you don't need to watch it. Just watch the trailer, and that will give you everything you need. Uh, I, you know, I think they shouldn't have even made the movie. I think they should have just made a trailer. Oh, I agree with you on because, that one <laughs> because that is all you need to to see this. I mean, this is this is you know what is what is the best of Gary Oldman. And while Air Force One is certainly a better movie, um, you know he he and he did a great job in it. But you know, let let's be real. Uh, he he played a a, a good. Um, believable, uh, fairly even keel villain, but how many other actors have done that? You know, thousands of them. Uh, there's nothing particularly unique about playing a villain like that in a movie like this. There's nothing particularly unique about, uh, a villain like that in a movie like this, but just the, the kind of balls to go, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to play me a midget. I think that's going to be my next role. <laughs> And I, 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 was that how that came about? Exactly how around? it came about. I'm gonna play me. Richard. I was there. <laughs> uh, that's. I mean, that's that's fucking acting. I mean, and, and the fact that they actually they tried to make this work. I mean, he's there. There's there's shots where he's. It looks like he's just kind of on his knees, and then in other shots when you don't see him as clearly, you see him from behind. There, there's actually a real little person there, and and the balls to do this and to actually kind of go. I think I can make this work. I mean, nobody else would do this. And, and, and you know, I think, that, I think the fact that he does inspire, inspires, we, we would have no hobbits if it wasn't for this. That came out after. Uh, well, he, Peter Jackson heard about it. Okay. Um, and, and, and that's, that's just, that's just great stuff. And, and you know <laughs> what? Really, somehow, you're really going out of your way on this one. Mike. Somehow <laughs> he manages to be, the absolutely most bizarre, strange, and and just mind fuck thing in a movie with Matthew McConaughey. 
So <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. Nobody could do that. So for me, it's got to be Tiptoes, the trailer. I'm not going to watch that movie either. <laughs> A vote for him playing an LP in Tiptoes. Doesn't sound like the other three are changing their vote. Fuck no. You people all just hate little people. This is a hate crime happening right here. So are you saying the tiptoes came up short? Yeah, yeah, but you 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 voted. Ah! God damn it. Ivan is moving on and we're gonna go on to our next fight. It ah. is his youth fictionalized in nil by mouth versus my pick. That's right. I had no picks. I'm picking two things. I got two unknowns. My unknown for Gary Oldman is a character that he played that basically saved a movie franchise. And uh, when I say that, people are like, oh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's Sirius Black. Sirius Black in the Harry Potter movies. So, uh, Michael, that one's yours. Well, I, I don't think any... I would love to give some attention to Nil by Mouth, which was his directorial debut, in which, uh, yes, it does fictionalize some events from his youth. And I think Nil by Mouth also... I don't know if it still holds the record, but it did for one point for having the most F words uh, in it. But then again, the movie's damn near incomprehensible. Some of the accents and they don't know if it still holds the record for that or not. But it's a great movie. and I really encourage people to watch it. Sirius Black. Yeah. First of all, he makes his appearance in my favorite of the Harry Potter films, uh, which is Prisoner of Azkaban. And his performance in that, I just rewatched his key scene where he finally reveals himself to Harry and it's we find out more about who his real character the real character of Sirius Black is. And there's this this manic desperation that he plays at the beginning where he's so terrified of going back and spending one more second in the in the prison that you see just how what is you can just imagine in that moment what the time in prison has done to this guy. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing by having an actor like Gary Oldman in there who's able to convey so much more than the script is even providing. You're getting an entire history just through a, a sense of what you're seeing through this man's eyes and his behavior and the, the timber of his voice. And uh, then to contrast it with the, with the recovered Sirius Black that we get to see in the following films. Um, yeah, I, I really, I, now that I know it's Sirius Black, I'm going to have to go with, uh, with that. And Sirius Black gets a vote. Max? Um, uh, no by Mouth actually is second in the record of occurrences of F-words to fuck the documentary about the word. Well, that, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And um, uh, I put Nil by Mouth on this list because I actually, I don't like the movie. It's very unpleasant. But knowing that Gary Oldman ha had anything even close to a lifestyle like that, um, to me, it, it sort of just proves that he's amazing because most people would not survive and then be interesting. So that that wins for me. And despite, you know, that movie, Prisoner of Azkaban, being the only Harry Potter movie I like, uh, I, I got to go with Nil by Mouth. A vote for Nil by Mouth. Schindler. Um. I haven't seen Nil by Mouth. I, I remember hearing an interview with him about it on NPR back when it came out, and that's pretty much the only exposure that I've had to it. And I really don't care about Harry Potter at all. I've seen all the movies, haven't haven't given a shit about any of them, really. So I, I, it's really kind of a toss-up for me. Um, so I guess I'll go with Nil by Mouth, because uh, 
maybe if I were to have seen that, I would appreciate it. A uh, vote by for nil by mouth. Uh, Mike. Uh, I have not seen Nil by Mouth. Uh, I have a question for those who have. Uh, are there any little people in it? Hell no. Oh, damn um, it. <laughs> and there are little people in the Harry Potter franchise. So I will vote for Sirius Black to help offset the hate crime you fuckers perpetrated in the last round. A, vo- a vote for the LPs in Harry Potter. Okay. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Jared. Which one takes the win? Wow. Ouch. I'm actually in the same boat that Chindler is. Um, I haven't seen the Harry Potter films yet. Haven't read the books. I want to. They're on my list. But, you know, I haven't seen No by Mouth yet, but it sounds more interesting and like something I'd probably see first. So I'm going for No by Mouth. And the film, Nil by Mouth, is moving and, on. And actually, just for the record, I'm changing my vote to Nil by Mouth as well. Okay. So. Just because I want to, I just love saying, Nil by Mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is moving on. <laughs> and we're done with Gary Oldman for a moment until the second round. We're, we're coming to Liam Neeson, uh, the Irish god that he is. Uh, Max, this one is yours. Uh, it is Oscar Schindler versus... Release the Kraken! I don't understand why anyone would choose to remember that uh, Wrath of the Titans film. So, Oscar Schindler. Uh, Vote for Oscar Schindler. Schindler! I mean, I I never quite understood the Release the Kraken thing. You gotta say the name that's yours! Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go with Oscar Schindler because he has a cool last name. <laughs> and he didn't do that horrible things to Jews. That's good. Um yeah. Mike. Uh I'm gonna vote for release the Kraken uh because Jew, it Jew sounds hater. dirty. Jew hater. A <laughs> vote for release the Kraken. Actually, uh I'm 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 just I'm just gonna make a mention. Release the Kraken is one of the most epic lines in all of film history, and to be able to say it. It's great. It doesn't matter that the movie that he said it in sucked. It's a great line. Um, Jared. Oh, wow. Um, I agree. Clash of the Titans, the remake was fucking horrible. But his performance in that was actually a, a shining moment in the film. That was, for me, the whole reason I even saw the damn film. But with Schindler's List, I mean, you're talking about a historic event. It's Spielberg. And Liam Neeson is Oscar Schindler. Come on. There's no contest. It's it's Oscar Schindler. A uh, vote for Oscar Schindler. And Michael. Uh, yeah. First of all, Release the Kraken was said by Lawrence Olivier in the original, and he did it better. Yes. Not even close. Uh, yeah, actually he did. And nope. um, <clears throat> Clash of the Titans really was the. I have not seen Wrath of the Titans and don't really care to. I mean, come on. Oscar Schindler was an epic performance. It was Oscar nominated. It's one of the things he's best known for. And, uh, you know, he got to utilize a a special skill of making lists to do that role. So I've got to go to got to go to Oscar Schindler. A vote for Oscar Schindler and Oscar Schindler is moving on and we are on to our next fight. Uh, Schindler. I'm just. I'm going to be saying Schindler a lot in this episode, huh? It is. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to go with uh, Rajal Ghul versus Hannibal. I'm just. I'm taking the movies out of it. Okay. Well, I mean, 
Rajal Ghoul is pretty much like what the best Batman villain ever. Is that right? Yeah. I think that's been scientifically proven. Uh, no, no. Yeah, no I don't. I don't. I, I, I think He's there are a couple other ones that might a be a little shot. better. Yeah. I think oh, okay. MIT proved this. <laughs> I mean, he's he's like he's Batman's match, you know. He's the guy who's as smart as Batman, and 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 all that stuff. I mean, I don't know. Um, Have you but, seen any other Batman movies? Well, yeah. Shall I show you the pencil trick? Okay. What I mean, he's he's not as intelligent as as Batman, right? I mean, he's he, he's, he seems like he's not, but is he? I don't know. But anyway. Know. Let's discuss Either that way. for an hour. <laughs> no, no, I don't think we should. I just, just... Okay, I mean, the A-Team was a piece of shit. You know, and I, I I have no connection to the original. You know, I was really looking forward to it, and I was like, what What would a big-budget Joe Carnahan movie look like? Oh, it would look like a Michael Bay movie. Okay, so then how about we go with, with uh, Raj Al Ghul? Because for the obvious reasons. Uh, vote for Raj Al Ghul. Mike. <laughs> Uh, this, this is a tough one. I actually did uh, enjoy the 18 movie and I, I really enjoyed his performance. And again, you know, just going movie against movie, it, it's definitely Batman begins. Um, but, uh, I think I'm going to go with, with Hannibal just because again, this was a performance that, that channeled something that someone else had done, uh, but sort of takes it to a new place and, and takes it up a level. And, and really he just had so much fun with it. Um, so while the while the performance the the Raja Gold performance in Batman begins and I really did like the twist I didn't see it coming I didn't know he was he was going to be uh, Raja Gold even though he kind of looks a lot like him um, it's it's you know there, there's nothing to compare it to except the animated series and I think this is an instance where uh, his performance does not rise above the animated series um, and and for me the uh, the fact that he channeled Hannibal so well. And and just sort of ate it up and, and just seemed to have so much fun with that role uh, in a movie that I actually think was underrated. I enjoyed it quite a bit. So I'm going to go with Hannibal. A vote for Hannibal. Uh, Jared. Oh, I'm going to disagree with you, Mike. You can compare it to something other than the animated series. There's the comics. Being an aficionado of the comics that I am, I his performance threw me for a loop. Every other... Ver- well, how do I put this? Every time you see Rajal Ghul in the comics, he's your basic stereotypical Bond villain who can live for fucking ever. What they did with Batman Begins was they took a guy who's practically more of a legend than Batman would be and brought him down to a realistic level. With you know, with Hannibal, yeah, he it's a goofy part. It's funny. Haha, but no, it doesn't really compare with what the script writing for and the acting in Batman Begins did for the or did for the role of Raj Al Ghul. So I'm I'm going for Raj Al Ghul, of course. A uh, vote for Raj Al Ghul, uh, Michael. Um, yeah, it was great in Batman Begins, and I, I I don't I don't know. I'm not as familiar with the history of the character as everyone else here is apparently, but I enjoyed his performance in that, and I enjoyed the revelation midway through and. Uh, he was a very effective villain for that movie, and more than just a villain. In a way, you can understand his point of view. Um, who's to say he was even wrong, really? And I, I like that about the Nolan films in general, and I think Nisa was a great interpretation of that point of view. 
I'm a big fan of the A-Team, though. Mike and I saw that together. Uh, neither one of us had any real desire to see it that day. We both, at independent points, almost turned around and canceled seeing it that day. Um, and I just, I, again, I'm not a big fan of the TV show. I wasn't like, it has to be like George Papar's performance, or I'm not going to enjoy it. And I thought Neeson found some really interesting notes to play with what could be considered rather substandard source material. That whole movie actually did that. And Neeson commands the screen, and he's very light on his feet and very enjoyable. And it was something I hadn't seen him do before. And uh, I, I, and again, I wish the A-Team had gotten more respect than it deserves. It's a, a much better film than it gets credit for. And, and Neeson is one of those reasons. So I'm going to go with, uh, with the A-Team, with uh, Hannibal. A uh, vote for Hannibal in the A-Team. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> I had to say it because he could go down here. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Max. Which one takes the win? Um, this is really tough because I loved the A-Team as a child. And I did enjoy the, the A-Team uh, recreation, even, even though I knew that on a lot of levels it sucked. Uh, I, still, I still liked it quite a bit. Um, and 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 Batman Begins is amazing, despite them constantly mispronouncing the name Raish Al Ghul. Um, but uh, I have to go with Batman Begins. I have to go with Raish Al Ghul. I, I I you know, it's a it's just a just a better performance, a better movie, a better character. It's Raish Al Ghul. Yeah, that sounds like Dolomite's sidekick. It's Arabic for demon's head. Yeah, it is. Oh, my bad. Whatever. <laughs> I, I I love it when a plan doesn't come together. <laughs> A-Team should have won that shit. But I agree. Ra's al Ghul is moving on. Ra's al Ghul, I'll call him that. Fuck you. I'm not, I'm American, goddammit. <laughs> well, wait a minute. How, if you think it should have won, Damon, how come it didn't? Because I'm not voting. Oh, can't you, you fucker. I, 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 will, I will say my one veto, which I don't actually get, for something else, maybe. Anyway, we're moving on. What the on. hell does that sentence even mean? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. We're on to our you next should have used it for tiptoes. I'm going to use my thing that I don't have that I might be able to use someday, maybe not. Exactly. Oh, okay. And that sounds like the A-Team script. Uh, but we're on to our next fight. It, Mike, this one is yours. Um, I don't know how this... The cock up. is restored! Whoa, whoa! It's Jean Valjean from Les Miserables, or whatever, Les Mis, whatever. Versus Liam Neeson's cock. <laughs> um, I think with one exception, every time someone's genitals have been on this show, I have voted for them, uh, and I'm not making a, an exception here. So I will vote for Liam Neeson's cock. Uh, vote for Liam Neeson's cock. Could somebody explain why Liam Neeson's cock is on here? I was not I paying. Too. I I can explain it because I it's put it on there. Gig. Wasn't it from the movie Chloe? It's no, unfortunately, no. Um, there. Okay, that some one of his ex girlfriends, I forget who, wrote a biography, and in the biography, she talks about how large his cock is. She said that it was like the size of an Evian bottle. And of course, this fascinates Kevin Smith to no end. So on his podcast, Hollywood Babylon, they end each show with a string of Liam Neeson cock jokes. There's a website and everything. Liam Neeson's cock is so big, fill in the blank. And so, for reals, every once in a while, like once every full moon, there's actually a decent joke. 
Yeah, every once in a while, there's a funny joke. It's actually kind of a tedious segment. Well, but, what was it originally going to be on this list? I saw at some point it was it, changed. It, it was going to be Chloe, because honestly, Chloe is way better than Liam Neeson's cock. But we were looking for... No, it's, it's not. But, but we were looking for, you know, more interesting elements. And I thought, well, this is a pretty unique one. So... So Liam Neeson cock. Okay, Liam Neeson cock is on here. Uh, Jared, what is your pick? Les Miserables, just because I don't want to think about Liam Neeson's cock. I do now. An Avion bottle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't stop thinking about that now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm going to go with also with Liam Neeson's cock, but not for the reasons that you would think well then again what would you think uh it's re the reason i'm going with that is because it's my might be my favorite email i've ever received from mike ortiz <laughs> because when this was originally going to be chloe someone bitched and said no it's liam neeson's cock and then mike sent out the response saying cock restored <laughs> and i'm like well doesn't get any better than that so i'm gonna go with cock restored liam neeson's cock uh, it's better than release the Kraken. <laughs> uh, it might be as big as a Kraken. A uh, vote for Liam Neeson's cock. Yeah, um, that takes on a whole new meaning now. I, I doesn't it? it does. uh, uh, Max, it's the Kraken. Um, I, I wonder I, if he uh, says that every time he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> no, that it says that. Jokes, it says that. <laughs> I, also, I, also, I don't know if you guys have seen Kinsey, but yeah, I've seen it. I've seen Kinsey, and and there's a whole big thing at the beginning. Uh, no pun intended that, you know, there, there's a problem in his relationship, in his marriage, because his his penis is too large. And, and uh, Laura Linney has to have surgery to expand her vagina so that they can comfortably have sex. <sighs> yeah, if that doesn't make you feel like a man, I don't know what the fuck would. <laughs> um, I, I, my question regarding this entire cock nonsense is what kind of Evian bottle? Because there are a lot of different sizes. <laughs> I would take the smallest one. You'd be happy with that. Yeah, I may, maybe maybe so. But if it's one of the larger ones, then I have a lot of logistical concerns about where he gets his pants. But um, I, I I guess I have to go with his cock, I, even though I really like Le Miserab. What can you do? Boy, there's a sentence. Oh, I gotta go with his cock, although I really like Le Miserab. What can you do? You know, the beginning of that sentence makes you sound gay, but then you vote against Lay Miz, so maybe yeah. not. So it's, it yeah, I know. It's, it, it's, very, it's very complicated emotions. I need somebody like Kinsey to help me sort it out. In, anyway, uh, Mr. Uh, Schindler. Um, I guess I would have to go with Liam Neeson's cock because I'm, I'm more familiar with it than, than Lay Miserable. So, not That's a huge. Not right. That's a pretty odd statement you just made there. <laughs> Are you a huge fan of his cock? No, I'm not a huge fan of his cock. Actually. How could you not be? Because I really like, I, I really like, you know, that show Hollywood Babylon. And every time they get to that point in the show, I just want to tune out because it's not that funny, you know. Anymore? <laughs> no, I guess not. It's gone uh, on too long, huh? It's gone on way too long, yes. What if you saw his cock and suddenly all the jokes hit perfectly and you laughed hysterically for weeks? Then I would definitely pick that over later. All, right. Okay. Yeah. all right. If you saw that, you'd be pretty cocksure. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Liam Neeson's cock is moving on and we are on <laughs> to our next fight. 
No, actually, we're moving on from Liam Neeson's cock. I, I don't think we can. It's got a gravitational pull. Um, Jared, this one is yours. It is Qui-Gon Jinn versus I have a particular set of skills from Taken. Oh, God. He's so badass in Taken, but episode one was just so bad. I almost want to vote for it out of pity. Um, I got to no, say, no me. <laughs> well, yeah, there pity is. What? Pity who? I mean, the poor fuckers who saw that movie. <laughs> I liked Qui-Gon. What? He was the only good part of the whole damn prequel trilogy to me. Oh, Even though he sucked as a Jedi. Sucked he did. He, seriously, he did suck as a Jedi. But, you know, moving yes. on from that, he, he, he was a decent, you know, he was a decent pre-Empire Jedi. Who died like a Fuck, bitch? I, I, <laughs> I gotta go with Taken, fuck. <laughs> uh, I have a particular set of skills that's voting for Taken. Uh, Michael? Uh, yeah, I'm not even the biggest ta- fan of Taken in the world. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. But you pretty much could have put anything up against Qui-Gon Jinn and I would have voted for whatever it wasn't because Qui-Gon Jinn is Liam Neeson's most uninteresting performance that he has ever given with the possible exception of The Haunting. And thank God that piece of shit didn't show up here either. Uh, not only is he not a very good Jedi, he's just a really boring character. And you can see it in Liam Neeson's eyes through that whole picture. You want me to say this? Oh, Jesus. Really? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, fine. And he's just looking at where... He's looking at Ahmed Best with that stupid thing on his head going, <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I mean, the whole fucking thing is just... And I, you could tell how relieved he was to leave that movie and not have to sign up for the other fucking two. So, yeah. I'm, Actually, I'm, he was in the other two. Yes, there's some of his voice in the other two, yes, but he didn't have to come back in the fucking studio. They just reused his Actually, he did film some, but they didn't use it. Yeah, and because he was, he couldn't even get his enthusiasm up for a goddamn cameo. It was so fucking I'm sorry, bad, I'm, I'm sure. But anyway, I'm going with Taken, or whatever the hell is not Qui-Gon Jinn. All right, a particular set of skills gets another vote. Max, um, I, I I'm very suspicious about this entry because I be, I believe that anybody who put Qui Gon Jinn or any sort of Star Wars prequel elements into this list was deliberately trying to sabotage Liam Neeson, which I don't think is cool. Well, um, <laughs> uh, that seems unfair. That seems like you're stacking the deck in favor of Gary Oldman, and I don't think he needs that. So, uh, but I'm 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 going to go with a particular set of skills because Taken is watchable. Triple the word that, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 Mr. Schindler. Yeah, you know, I mean, I have I have a very uh, special place in my heart for, for Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. I don't hate it nearly as much as others. And, um, you know, I thought that Qui-Gon Jinn was, was relatively cool in that movie. And um, I don't really have that much affection for Taken, although I, I do think it is a very good movie. And I mean, I guess this is like some sort of speech that he gave, which I vaguely remember from like the trailer or something, but not enough to uh, to to pick over over Qui Gon Jinn or Star Wars Episode One. So I'm going to have to go with that. Sorry, uh, vote for Qui Gon. Don't apologize. I actually somewhat agree, but I, I do like Taken a little bit more. Mike, uh, you know, again, this is not a battle of of which movie I like better. Um, and for me, a lot of this isn't really even a battle of what was a, a better performance overall, you know, cause a lot of that 
you know, does have to do with directing and does have to do with writing. And, and if we're really going to get to the nitty gritty of, of Liam Neeson, um, I, I think that makes me want to vote for Taken because really anybody could have played Qui-Gon Jinn as effectively or ineffectively, depending on, on your point of view. Um, but the way he delivers that particular speech the the tone in his voice he's got a very kind of deep voice and a very 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 serious tone i mean liam neeson can do that type of quiet serious uh but i'm still going to fuck you up uh really like like no one else can um and and it was chilling and if i was on the receiving end of that phone call um i i would have been been very very scared that's why you know taken itself i had problems with but that particular moment in, in the movie was really just quintessential uh, Liam Neeson. I mean, really just his vocal delivery. There's a reason why he, he's done a lot of, of great voiceover work. And, and at the end of the day, you know, you or I or a digital double could have could have been Qui-Gon. Or a store mannequin. <laughs> a or nothing at all. A particular yeah. set of skills is moving on. And we're on to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is Darkman versus... Your dad from Fallout Three. I've played Fallout Three a little bit. I gave up. I don't like Fallout Three. Um, it's one of those games where you have to walk around and ask people questions all the time, and say, "Hey, what's this building? Well, that was the schoolhouse built in 1908. Would you like to know more about it? Fuck no, I don't want to know more about it. Um, so I just it's I never got to the dad, and I probably have to talk to the motherfucker too long, so I don't care. Um, Darkman was the first big sort of breakout hit for him. Uh, Sam Raimi's f- kind of first big studio success. And it was, aside from, you know, before Sam Raimi became Sam Spider-Man Raimi, he mostly would rely on Bruce Campbell to be his lead actor because Bruce was the only one who kind of got on his wavelength. Every other time he would work with an actor in a leading role, it just would not work out right. He did, it's just, it's one of those things where it's a chemistry thing. Neeson got it. Neeson understood what what Sam was trying to do with that, and he has to act under a shitload of makeup on that. I think the entire Darkman makeup, only the tip of his ear was visible. Everything else was actually, even the parts that looked like skin were actually makeup on his face. And he delivers a terrific performance in what was essentially Sam Raimi's attempt to do a comic book character back years before Spider-Man came along. And it was the part that really kind of brought Liam Neeson to the f- attention. I mean, he wasn't going to be known as, you know, Patrick Swayze's redneck brother from next of kin anymore. So that's, I'm going to go with dark man. A uh, vote for dark man, Jared. Thank God. Somebody else saw him in that damn Swayze movie too. Um, I'm going with everything he said because, well, same damn reasons. I loved dark man didn't care for or give a shit about Fallout. Uh, vote for Darkman. Uh, Max? Um, uh, I, I, I voted for your dad because I thought it was a really funny thing to add, especially because I had Victor Reznov on the other side. I wanted to have a video game entry. Uh, but it shows actually just how perfectly uh, uh, different they are because uh, your dad in Fallout 3 is about the most boring, stilted character in a video game ever. And Darkman is an awesome, awesome movie. And and it, at the time, seemed like maybe the beginning of an entirely new superhero genre in movies that didn't quite happen. 
and that was disappointing. But it was really cool, and 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 I love uh, I love his character in that movie. Even though, like you know, years went by without you know even realizing that that guy who'd suddenly become famous was the guy in Darkman. It's great. Uh, vote for Darkman, Schindler. Yeah, I, I had discovered Darkman after I had already been familiar with Liam Neeson, and um, I, I think it, it is pretty cool to see sort of like the origins of of, of Neeson. You know, even though my my opinion of Darkman has sort of gone down over the years, I, I still enjoy it quite a bit, and I um, have never played Fallout Three, so I guess I have to go with Darkman. Mike, is it a quick clean sleep? Yep. Yeah, I, I knew. Mike has played video <laughs> he ain't games. for no video game. <laughs> I, does it have a monkey in it that throws barrels? No. <laughs> well, not voting for it. You know what? It could very well could, but you probably have to ask 55 questions to get to it. Yeah, see? <laughs> but it has super mutants that throw grenades. That doesn't yeah, count. after you ask it to 50 fucking times. <laughs> anyway. No, just straight up throw grenades at you. <laughs> yeah, it'll put you out of your misery. Dark Man is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Uh, Max, this one is yours. It is Excalibur versus something that you all hate. Uh, it is uh, he, Liam Neeson is the first person to say midichlorian. Uh, yeah. Um, the, again, sabotage. Very suspicious activity. Um, Excalibur. It's it's not a, a travesty that 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 tainted uh, geekdom for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Uh, a vote for Excalibur. I think it's funny that you say it 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 tainted geekdom, but somehow two entries from episode one made it onto the list. Sabotage. <laughs> Sabotage. Sabotage. <laughs> anyway, um, Schindler. Yeah, I've never seen Excalibur. Uh, like I said before, I like episode one. I. Uh, over the years, actually, Max probably more than anyone has explained to me why midichlorians are maybe not the best thing in the world, although I didn't necessarily feel that to begin with. Although I was watching the, the behind-the-scenes features on episode one, and Liam Neeson was talking about the themes in the movie and, and you know, the, the idea of, like, you know, organisms coexisting and, and you know, needing each other and, and stuff like that and how, you know, they have the thing with the Naboo and the Gungans and everything like that. And and I think the midi-chlorian thing sort of ties into that. And I thought that that was actually kind of interesting. And even though I think maybe midi-chlorians do more harm than good, I can kind of see through... The, the wisdom of Liam Neeson, what Lucas was going for, and I have to sort of respect that. And since I don't have any, any, anything for Excalibur, I'm going to go with midichlorians. A vote for he's the first person ever to say midichlorians. Well, on film at least. Uh, Mike, uh, let me tell you how you're wrong about the midichlorians. No, I love Excalibur, and I championed it. Uh, to no end in our best fantasy movie, it, it was what I wanted to go all the way. Um, I think it's a fantastic movie. I don't remember him in it explicitly, but that doesn't matter because if he was in it, that's awesome. But uh, as far as midichlorians go, I know a lot of people have a problem with it. So number one, I think the reason most people have a problem with midichlorians uh, is because all of you have low midichlorian counts. Um, I have a high midichlorian count, so uh, it's like 
you know, people who are stupid think IQ tests don't really matter. But, uh, but since I did well on an IQ test, I know they do because I'm smart and I have a high midichlorian count. So I can sense the truth of the force here. And I think you all just have midichlorian envy. Um, secondly, people will say, well, the midichlorians, they, they make it, they take the mysticism out of the force, but the midichlorians don't create the force. They merely facilitate our connection. They're a way to measure one's connection to the force. So it actually just quantifies it. And lastly, (laughs) um, specifically, he is the first person to say midichlorian and his career is not only continued, but has blossomed. If Alec Guinness had said midichlorian in the first movie, not only would he not have been given an Oscar, they would have taken away the one he already had. So because he can say midichlorian and still move on despite the hate that it got, really, I just that, that shows the, the command that this man has over his own midichlorians. That's a good point. Uh, vote for first person to say midichlorian. And you know they're uh, all in his cock. <laughs> Jared. Well, before I say anything, little known tip about episode one, before all the CG was added, he used his cock as a lightsaber prop. That said, I understand where they got the idea from midichlorians. It was from Confucianism. It doesn't make it any better. It's For me, it's not that it takes away the mysticism of the Force. Part of, part of, uh, part of the fun of the Force in the original films was that anybody could be a Jedi, potentially. Anybody. If little pissy-ass whiny farm boy on the ass in the Tatooine could be a Jedi, why couldn't Han Solo? Why couldn't Princess Leia? Which we find out, yes, she's related to Luke. So, of course, she can be later on down the line. But you get my point here. It kind of it takes away a little bit of that that even you, gentle viewer, could be a Jedi. That's the part that kind of pissed off the fans. Because Metaphorian how many... Envy. Well, yeah, but still, it, okay. I think it's the say, idea of dynasties that's the problem. Thank you. And say the word midichlorian without sounding stupid. Anyway, wh- wh- which Liam way are you voting? Did. Yeah, he I, did. I'm, but, well, basically, I'm, I'm voting for Excalibur because I fucking love that movie. And I I didn't hate the idea of midichlorians, but I don't really like it either. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Michael. Which one takes the win? Well, note that it was 1129 when Mike Ortiz forever damaged his credibility on this show <laughs> and in life in general uh, with that condescending rant he went on. And I call it a rant even though his voice never got up above monotone because you have to call it a rant to support that point of view. Uh, look, if I don't you think who that's he- where I lost my credibility. You obviously have not listened to this show. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, I think he was Gawain in Excalibur, I think, but it doesn't really much matter. He, he could have been the guy uh, serving coffee to John Borman on the set, and I would still vote for Excalibur because if I didn't vote for him as fucking boring-ass Qui-Gon, why would I vote for the boring-ass bullshit he introduces in the movie? Uh, that's, that's second generation, fuck that. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. Excalibur. Uh, vote for Gwen. You're right. He was Gwen in Excalibur. And we're on to our next fight. Schindler, this one is yours. It is the Grey versus the fact that he was Helen Mirren's roommate when she was still really hot. 
She's still kind of hot. Yeah, but back then, she was really hot. Yeah. <laughs> and why do people like the gray? Because I still can't figure that one out. Because that movie was dumb. They were they were drunk. Oh, okay. All right. And yeah, that movie is incredibly boring. And Helen Mirren is not boring at all. So Helen Mirren, or her uh, is her roommate. Yeah, a vote for him being her roommate, uh, Mike. Uh, yeah, I, I never saw the gray, um, but I've seen Helen Mirren, and and she's uh, pretty awesome. And the fact that he was a roommate is actually kind of a strange, weird little factoid. And and she was also an Excalibur. So uh, since I didn't vote for Excalibur last time, I guess I'll vote for it this time. It's all because of his cock. Um, Jared. Eh, the Grey just seemed kind of, eh, I don't know, typical survival movie. Hey, I'm going, I'm, come on, Helen Mirren. Damn, I'm going with that. Another vote for Helen Mirren's roommate, Michael. Uh, I'm going to have to vote for The Grey. First of all, The Grey was a terrific movie, and it's one of his best performances. Uh, and it's not the performance you think he's going to give, either, in that picture. It's it's really, really strong. And Does I, he say I, midichlorian? No, that's why that's why I like it so much. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to re-release that movie at the end of the year to get an Oscar consideration for him. He's that good in that. Um, and as far as him being Helen, Rim- Helen Mirren's roommate, yeah, cool little trivia. But for me, what would put it over is if I know he fucked her or not. Do we know that he fucked her or not? I don't know. Oh, we don't know. Not have. Have. have you seen his cock? Well, yeah, Helen Mirren's not a stupid woman. Okay, well, we saw his cock. You mentioned it. We need proof. I'm sorry. I'm going to need some proof. So I can't go fully all the way on that one. Just because he's roommates with a hot chick doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. Lots of people are hot are roommates with hot chicks. Doesn't mean they got they got anywhere with it. So I'm going with the gray. A vote for the gray and Max. Um, I, I I haven't seen a lot of movies from this past year. Uh, I, I I have enjoyed not going to the theaters very much, but I very recently watched a big chunk of The Gray, so I'm going to go with The Thing That's Not That. <laughs> I'll vote for Not The Gray, and uh, that was Helen Mirren's roommate. Yeah. And uh, Helen Mirren's roommate is moving on. That would be Liam Neeson. And we're on to our last fight of the first round. It's another unknown. Mike, this one is yours. It is Liam Neeson, the improv comedian. And uh, my, and it was funny because Michael at the beginning of the episode was like, "Oh, it should t- it should totally be unknown that that horrible movie." And then I was like, "Oh, it should be the the line from Unknown, which is I can remember how to kick your ass." It, it, this is what I'm thinking in my head. But what I actually put down is, uh, like all Irishmen, he worked for Guinness. He 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 worked at the Guinness plant for like six years or something like that. Ridiculous. So uh, that's yours, Mike. Uh, he may have worked at uh, a Guinness plant, Guinness plant, but uh, did he have full blown AIDS? I don't think so. So uh, I will vote for the improv comedian. Oh, and oh. also, I would like to point out <laughs> that uh, in that the the improv comedian bit happened in uh, Life's Too Short, which features a little person. <laughs> Just keeping the little people alive. That's all right. Uh, Jared. Well, you could say it featured little person, but compared to his cock, we're all little people. So uh, I got to go work with work for Guinness. Fuck. A vote for working for Guinness. Michael. Gee, an Irish person that worked for Guinness. Who would have thought such a thing could exist in this universe? Um, 
That's so unique. My head can't wrap itself around the concept. Fuck that. Free booze. <laughs> yeah, that that's very convincing. Um, no, I'm definitely going with Liam Neeson, the improv comedian, um, because, uh, you know, he had uh, sex with an African prostitute, you know, because at the end of the day, she only had her body to sell, and that was all there was. <laughs> you know, he doesn't take notes. Max? Yes. <laughs> Um, I, 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 I'm going with Liam Neeson, the improv comedian. I, I, that scene is, is, is hilarious for days. Um, that's, I, you, you can't get any better than that. And, um, uh, I thought we were trying to not be overtly racist. Uh, that's ethnocentric, isn't it? It's not really racist. I mean, I mean, I'm Irish and I'm, and I'm not at all offended, but, yeah. um, because most of my family has that problem, but I mean, I'm just saying, wait, they've all worked at Guinness. No, they've all been heavy drinkers, and they do all like Guinness a oh, lot. I thought more they were all with drinkers. African prostitutes. Um, no, yes. only like two of them. I've lost the point here somewhere. <laughs> I, 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 stayed my, I, I stayed at my case. I'm, yes, I'm going yes, to be comedian. Uh, the improv comedian and uh, Schindler. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the improv comedian as well. Um, I don't. Um, I don't drink. I am Irish. Don't drink. But the thing about it is, like, I don't somehow on our on our last two uh, commentaries that Max and I did, both of them sort of the conversation, you know, turned into little people, and there was some stuff that was said which may have been misconstrued, and and I want the world to know that we support. Um, the little people. Hey, I was the one who was actively defending little people. Okay, and that, I appreciate that. So I'm going to go with Liam Neeson, the improv comedian, for that and other reasons. A vote for Liam Neeson, the improv comedian. And the fact that you were apologizing on our show means people really should go and listen to that episode of your show. <laughs> just to see or, how or he doesn't understand that the audience already doesn't give a shit. Well, yeah. maybe, or maybe they left. But anyway... Uh, that's all for the first round. We'll be back right after this. Four score and seven space years ago, I went to the space movies with a very good space friend of mine, Mr. Stephen Hawking. We had planned on seeing Abraham Space Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, but apparently it had left theaters and someone did not check the listings to make sure it was still playing. Someone? Do you mean space someone? Because you were the one who was supposed to check. I told you to get an iPhone. You could have asked Siri. She has a hot voice. Anyway, we were at the space theater and we decided to see a different space movie. Um, we looked at the listings and we saw that uh, Magic Mike was playing. And we decided to go and see Magic Mike. Wait a minute. Ted was playing at the same time. We could have seen that instead. I wanted to see that instead. I kept pointing it out to him. But he would not let me. I am a hostage. I am not holding you, space hostage. You can leave any time. You know you fuck with the controls on my wheelchair. When I try to get away, I just spin in a circle until I vomit. 
I don't get how you can do some space mojo on my wheelchair, yet you can seem to operate an iPhone, or even an Android phone. Anyway, we, we saw Magic Mike, which is an amazing film with uh, the likes of Matthew Space McConaughey and uh, Channing Space Tatum. Uh, they, they do an amazing job. Uh, the film is, is a little long, but it is a good movie. I, I, I would suggest you go and see it. It is worth seeing. It's pretty good for a sausage fest. And it will get the ladies all hot and bothered. Not just the ladies either. Someone had his stove top hat in his lap the whole time. I still would have rather seen Ted. I love it when stuffed animals drink and curse. It reminds me of Cambridge. Magic Mike did have Olivia Munn naked though. I have wanted to see those titties since this slave lady for comic con coverage. Oh yes, uh, there is a lady in the movie. I forgot all about that. Anyway, Magic Mike is fabulous. You should take your lady to see it. It's a fun movie. Uh, you'll enjoy it. And if you don't, uh, I'm terribly sorry. You know, I did get shot in the head. 150 years ago, but that's beside the point. Uh, enjoy the rest of the episode and keep fighting the geek fight. Somebody please help me. Space Lincoln has made me his slave. Oh, the irony. Oh, the humanity. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Max. This and is a promo. Let's start this over. Can we start this over? No, I think we should do this. This is what we're using. Okay, our show is called Commentary Track Stars. Um, <laughs> we do audio commentaries for movies and television shows primarily, but we've also got some other stuff. We've got, we're coming up on now, we're going to have five shows. When we make a mistake, we live with it. Go, go visit us at CommentaryTrackStars.com. Mm-hmm. This is Chancellor Garan of the Klingon Empire, and you are listening to The Geek Fights. Kapla. And we're back doing what we do every week. <laughs> Coming at you with Jared for B trade ba- uh, trademark uh, geek cred. And by the time you've heard this, you know that, um, well, he's back and he's got his house and everything is fine. Uh, Jared's house was only five feet away from burning and I, I really i didn't know this uh, apparently the firefighters saved his house seven times during wow. during so uh, jared made it out all of his stuff made it out well, everything congrats to jared i had not heard this update on that. yeah so everything's good with jared well glad no, to hear his house didn't burn down yeah it was only like 10 five, five, 10 feet away from burning down it's kind of awesome but we're coming at you with some Jared Formby trademark gate cred. Uh, let's see who we're going to go to. We're going to go right to you, other Jared, Mr. Jared Bat. Uh, got my blog. It, the new name is Echoes from the Belfry. Still working on getting it up and going. Working with a friend of mine on starting a paranormal series. We'll be traveling around Texas to different places that have seen hauntings, UFO sightings, whatever, and just filming whatever the hell we can find there. Yoko sightings? Cool beans. Um, let me go with Mr. Schindler. Um, well, uh, uh, Max and I have a podcast called Commentary Track Stars, uh, where we do audio commentaries for movies and TV shows and whatnot, and the occasional off-topic thingy. 
Um, and uh, if you can't get enough of uh, these guys, if you check out our Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country commentary, Mike Ortiz is actually on there. So there you go. He wasn't invited, but he ended up there. Yeah, yep. he not invited at all, but he and showed strangely, up. Strangely, that episode went very smoothly, and no one was aggressive or rude. That's true. So you can find us at commentarytrackstars.com. So, well, see, well, well, Max, do you have any geek cred? Um, well, aside from my entire lifestyle um, and uh, the duration to which I exhibited the signs of virginity, um, uh, yeah, uh, I can't think of anything. You know, I I I've seen every Star Trek, Star Wars, love comic books, video games, TV shows. I know I can recite episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer word for word. And you're proud of that. I am. <laughs> and Mr. Michael Redshirt Pictures Felsher. Um, yeah, I own and operate Redshirt Pictures, produce a lot of documentaries and special features for a lot of the cult and horror DVDs that have come out in the last several years. Currently working on a line of product for Shout Factory, called their new label called Scream Factory. Uh, which is going to release such classics as Halloween 2 and 3, The Fun House, They Live, and Phantasm 2, among others. So if you want more information on that, go to my Facebook page or redshirtpictures.com or sit in your apartment and jerk off to Mama's Family. I don't really give a shit. Also, I've probably got a shitload of DVDs he's produced. Wait, wait, you're, you're, you're bringing <laughs> back the Mama's Family jerking off? I brought it back. Did I say it before? Uh, somebody, I think Did it ever go said- away? Somebody said it on the show, didn't they? It's possible I might have said that, although it bothers me that I would bother to go back to it. (laughs) Oh, no, you didn't say it. It was on the Best Sketch Comedy Show, because I think it was the Carol Burnett Show. But I never listened to the Best Sketch Comedy Show. How could I have possibly come up? I know. That's what's so weird about it. Anyway, let's do it. Maybe he has a high metachlorian count. (laughs) Well, this is going to fuck up the rest of my evening. That you and somebody else thought of masturbating to Mama's family? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I remember that now. That's right. He was saying something about Vicky Lewis looked really hot. Right. But it wasn't 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 Vicky Lewis. First of all, it wasn't Vicky Lewis, it was Vicky Lawrence. But secondly, I no. How the hell did anyway, let's let's continue on. Let's just push on past that craziness. Uh, uh, Jared, this fight is yours. It is Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg versus Mason Verger. Ooh. I mean, okay, Fifth Element had its own little campy fun, but you stack that against a performance like Mason Verger. Oh my God, there's no contest. Mason Verger will make you shit the bed. I'll vote for Mason Verger. Michael. I understand. I mean, did, did I hear the episode at some point? <laughs> And the mama's family thing came on, and I don't I, I when how else could that have possibly happened? <laughs> I mean, I must have heard I couldn't have just pulled that out of thin air, could I? I mean, that's it must have worn my way into uh, but anyway. I'm sorry, what is <laughs> <laughs> Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg versus Mason Verger? Oh, um, boy, ver- this is hard because I. Bept, I love his character in the Fifth Element so much. Uh, that's probably my favorite Gary Oldman performance because it's what an odd combination. He's the villain, yet he's a salesman, yet he's not, yet he's got this weird eccentric Texas accent, which is completely incongruous with anything else in that movie. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I and then 
the scene where he thinks he has the stones and he starts laughing hysterically, and then it changes into this horrible, like, giggly despair, and he realizes that he doesn't have them. It's just, I don't know of any actors that could pull that off, and there's just so many little moments in that that are priceless. And and Verger, what's amazing about that performance is, in a car- in a film that features Hannibal Lecter, Verger is scarier than Hannibal Lecter. And he doesn't, I mean, and it, I, I, it's, I don't know. This is this is rough, but I, I, I'm going to... Uh, fifth Element. Fifth Element. I'm going with Fifth Element. Oh, my God. My favorite. Uh, Max. <laughs> favorite. Um, I, I, I love Mason Verger. I, I, him not being credited in that movie is astonishing. Um, but uh, John Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg, the space Ross Perot, <laughs> is amazing. Love it. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. That is a good interpretation. A vote for Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. I think, it's not me. I think he actually said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the accent sounds exactly the same. I'm not. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, Schindler. Yeah, I mean, like the thing about like Mason Verger is like he, he's covered in makeup, but then like his eyes, like there's those close-ups of his his eyeballs, which just like penetrate your soul and 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 you know just terrify you for the rest of your life. And Liam Neeson's cock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I mean that that right there is just astounding to me, and the way that he eats that fruit it freaks me out. I have to go with with Mason Verger. That motherfucker eats fruit messed up. Yep. Yep. A vote for Mason Verger. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mr. Ortiz. Which one are you voting for? Well, this kind of sucks because I was going to vote for Mama's family. Um, (laughs) But since I I have to actually sway it one way or another, I will vote for Zorg's hair. Oh. Yeah, what was up with that? With like the weird bald cap thing and... The Chocolate weird, sauce? Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg is moving on, and we're on to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is Dr. Smith from Lost in Space versus Actors Against Acting Athletes. Was I on this sketch comedy show? <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why I thought. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the, again, Lost in Space, I mean, that, that's, his performance in that is terrific. I'll agree with everybody. Again, I am I'm, I like Lost in Space. I have no problems. Well, I have problems with it, but I, I have no problems with him in it. Um, but again, it's, it's, a, it's a sketch, and he's only in it for just a couple minutes, but he, he's, he does an amazing job as, with actors against acting athletes. And uh, would that sketch be as funny if someone else had done it? And I don't think it would have been. You needed Gary Oldman in there to make that statement, and uh, it's it's priceless. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, a four. Uh, vote for actors against acting athletes, Max. Also, actors against acting athletes. I, my my case has been made a million times. <laughs> um, Schindler. Yeah, there's no contest here. You know, this is like a, a one versus sixteen matchup. You know, and. Uh, that means something. Yeah, actors against acting athletes is is just so so far above Lost in Space. It's not even funny. Uh, Mike, you know, if Lost in Space was only one minute forty seconds long, um, that would probably work in its favor. Um, but here, <laughs> it's going to work in actors against acting athletes' favor. So I'm going to vote for it. 
See, I, I've noticed that nobody's giving me a, a hard time on not being able to say actors against acting athletes because everybody has, is stumbling a little bit on saying it. Um, Jared, is it a clean sweep? No. Well, yeah. Yeah, because as awesome as he was as Dr. Smith, you have Spider Smith at the end, and that just totally fucks everything he did in the, in the movie up completely. And in A4, he made a damn valid point. He wasn't just funny. He's he's got a damn good point, especially in light of horrible Drek films like fucking Shazam. So yeah, I'm Kazam. going with a yeah. It's because oh sorry, I hated the movie so much I didn't even bother to remember the name right. Uh, but A4 actors against acting athletes is moving on. We're on to our next fight, Max. This one is yours. It is Jim Gordon versus Lee Harvey Oswald. Jim Gordon. <laughs> vote for Jim Gordon. Uh, Schindler. Yeah, Jim Gordon. Uh, this is going a little too easy. Uh, well, I mean, it's so obvious. What, what, it's what else? Fucking is crazy obvious. It's it's Jim Gordon. You, you know? can see this decision from space, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Ortiz. I propose this. As I said before, I believe Gary Oldman actually killed John F. Kennedy. Now, Michael said, well, yes, if he was four. Well, that's because Gary Oldman can travel through time. And he's immortal. What with this theory? He went he back in time. He's immortal. He actually, you know, how Oswald in real life was saying, hey, that's not a picture of me. They pasted my head on someone else's body. Yeah, Gary Oldman's body. You know how there were like a dozen different Oswalds all around the world at different places? Yeah, they were Gary Oldman. Traveling through time in different uh, different points. All of it, him. This reminds me of a History Channel show. And, you know, as he was traveling back in time, he stopped off for a quick second to uh, sing with the Sex Pistols and then went back a little bit farther and uh, wrote the Ninth Symphony. Symphony. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, he, uh, it's definitely Lee Harvey Oswald because that's real. That's real, baby, real. Real crazy. Uh, Lucy must have gone to bed. Uh, vote for Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, Jared. Oh, shit. I, like I said, I loved his performance as Lee Harvey Oswald. He, oh, God. This is such a hard one to me because I love both these films so much. They're right up in my favorite list. Oh, but as Jim Gordon, he'd be the kind of guy who'd catch Lee Harvey Oswald successfully. So, oh, fuck. You know what? As much as I love Jim Gordon and as much as I love Gary Oldman as Jim Gordon, fuck, I gotta go with Lee Harvey Oswald on this one. A vote for Lee Harvey Oswald. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Michael. Which one takes the win? Okay. Was either <laughs> Alan or Jared on Best Sketch Comedy Show by any chance? <laughs> no, not at all. Because oh, maybe I would have heard it from one of them on one of the other shows I was on. Them. Nope. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't. Um, Oswald. A vote for Lee Harvey Oswald. And Lee Harvey Oswald killing the president, killing Jim Gordon. It's moving on. We're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is. Oh, sorry. Schneider, uh, Schindler, this one is yours. I don't know why. I keep looking at your name and saying Schneider, and it's Schindler. It's like uh, my name is in the bracket. <laughs> no, no, no. That's Schindler. Anyway. 
It is Ivan from Air Force One versus Nail by Mouth. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, I haven't seen Nail by Mouth, and and Air Force One is badass, and he's badass at it. So Air Force One for sure. Mister Ortiz. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is a tough one because uh, I really don't remember Air Force One. I remember enjoying it, um, but uh, I, I don't remember the movie very much. Uh, I don't rem- even though I'm sure he was really good. Again, you know, it, was kind of, it seemed kind of like a a, a relatively simple performance for him you know he, he's he's done done much better and i haven't seen nil at all so uh, i will vote for mama's family <laughs> um a vote for masturbating to mama's family uh jared um badasses air force one was it really was kind of a paint by numbers action film and nil by mouth he was trying to do something a little more with that so i'm going with nil by mouth uh, vote for Nail by Mouth. Uh, Michael. How would Mama's Family have even come up on Best Sketch Comedy <laughs> Show? It was, it's not a sketch comedy show. Uh, but but it, it was a sketch on uh, the Carol oh, Burnett Show. Oh, the Carol Burnett Show. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. That and makes Mama's sense. fucking hot. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense how that would have gotten in there. Um, Neil by Mooth. Uh, vote for Neil by Mooth. Uh, Max. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Neil by Mouth because it's Gary Oldman's youth, and that's awesome. And Nail by Mouth is moving on. We're out of Gary Oldman, back into Liam Neeson and his giant cock. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is Oscar Schneider. Oh, wait, Schindler uh, <laughs> versus the Demon's Head. Uh, hmm. This, this, is, this is very tough. If you pick one, you hate Jews. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. This is true. Um, which one, though? I'm not really sure. It's not the one you think. Rise uh, Ghoul had a Jewish wife. But uh, you know, I, I'm 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 going to make a confession here. I never saw Schindler's List. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I meant to. It was a long movie. It was kind of a downer. Um, I'm not into downers. Um, Batman Begins was not a downer. That was actually uh, very good. Um, and, and they fooled me because actually we keep talking about uh, Raja Ghul, Raja Ghul, but uh, he began the movie as Ducard, uh, a totally different character as far as we knew and, uh, and, and really fooled us. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll vote for Batman. Uh, vote for The Batch. Jared. Oh, God, this one. I mean, I loved his, I loved him in, in uh, Schindler's List as Oscar Schindler, which my mom made me see that one. I remember when that first came on TV. God, that was a really depressing night. And that, that's, that's kind of going to be the clincher for me. Which movie would make me want to drink less? Batman McGinn makes me want to drink less because it actually ends on well hell it's just it's batman it's fictional i don't have to i hate saying this but i'm gonna go with the escapist fiction here much as i love studying the holocaust you I, love the holocaust That's no i love studying the era. I love studying, <laughs> the era studying the era not the actual no oh. um 
Thank you for that, by the way. But from so, a business standpoint, it's pretty well executed. Oh God! Um, <laughs> we're voting. You're voting for Batman, Batman Begins. Begins. Yes, All right, we're just gonna breeze on past that, Michael. Um, because see, I'm confused. I don't even remember there being a particularly sexy episode of Mama's Family at all. <laughs> and I, then you have not watched it, sir. Uh, maybe I haven't watched enough. I remember that doesn't mean. Uh, so I don't know why I would suddenly go to that again. That's just I. I don't. <laughs> It just doesn't. At least you didn't say jacking off the Schindler's list. So hey, there's that. Oh, are we on the Schindler's list? Uh, oh, Schindler's list versus what? Batman uh, Begins. Yeah. Um. Look, I mean, I think Batman Begins is a great movie. Is it Liam? Ne- is it the best of Liam Neeson though in that movie? I mean, he's terrific in the movie. Don't get me wrong. I think Batman Begins is great, and he's the, the duck hard. Uh, I'll just call him Ray. Uh, is a great uh, is a great role for him, and he's very effective in it. But Oscar Schindler was an incredibly difficult part that I don't think any other actor at that particular time could have done as well as he did. He brought an enormous amount of ambiguity and humanity to that role. It's not a conventional leading man part in any way, shape, or form because neither. I mean, Oscar Schindler was a very complex man, and he he really stepped up to the plate and showed a whole nother range that. Even at that point, Liam Neeson only really hinted at. And that's going to be one of those parts that he will always be known for, and deservedly so. And he was Oscar nominated for it. And again, I'm not, he's great, Batman Begins, but he's legendarily good in Schindler's List, and deservedly so. And that really, I think, qualifies as a, as a best of Liam Neeson here. So, Schindler's List. A vote for Oscar Schindler and Schindler's List. Uh, told me I'm changing my vote. Oh, another vote, Max. Um, uh, before we got to me, I was thinking that I was going to go with with uh, Rachel Ghoul, and then um, uh, you know, I, I heard more talk about Schindler's List, and I remembered my reaction to that movie, and it was it was very much Steven Spielberg growing up, and it was also to a great extent me growing up, because I was I was moved by that movie, and I didn't expect to be. And and that that final scene where Liam Neeson, you know, literally just looks at his jewelry and talks about how he could have got more people saved, that was amazing. And on paper, that is ridiculous. So, uh, Schindler's List. Another vote for Schindler's List. And, well, Mr. Schindler. Okay, see, like... Go ahead, I, betray him! <laughs> betray your, your kinsman! <laughs> okay, um... Okay, well, I don't know. Like, are, are we... See, I, I have trouble with, with the bracket the way that it... I mean, like, as I'm seeing Oscar Schindler versus Batman Begins, but what exactly does that mean? Does that mean, like, Liam Neeson in those two movies, or does it mean, like, the person Oscar Schindler versus the movie Batman Begins? I mean... It's how, whatever you wanted to mean. Okay. Well, then I'm going to interpret it as the person Oscar Schindler versus the movie Batman Begins. Which one would win in a fight? <laughs> oh, that's, One's that's got ninjas. Question. Yeah. That's true. Um, so I and think Batman gonna... has some really cool stuff too. But yeah. they are the same size. Uh huh. I mean, I, I really love Batman Begins more than than just about anything. But I, I guess I have to acknowledge that Oscar Schindler contributed more to the world than than Batman Begins. And um, as much as I, you know have that movie to blame for for people you know making bad jokes about my name um you contributed to those i have contributed to those 
Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Oscar Schindler. And Oscar Schindler is moving on. Oh Oscar. my God. And we're what? So I just realized. Yeah. Brackets, no, no, no. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't oh say it. Because it can happen and we're just going to let it happen. Yes. The most inappropriate thing in the universe might actually occur. <laughs> yes. We're at our next fight. It's Liam Neeson's cock versus a particular set of skills. Um, Jerry, that gotta one's let yours. It happen now. I, I know, right? <laughs> Go ahead, dude. Oh, oh, you're sticking me under the bus here, huh? Oh God. Um, I, I'm, really... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going for Liam Neeson's cock just to see if this. <laughs> A vote for Liam Neeson's cock, Michael. You know, I can't even find any sexy guest stars that appeared on Mama's Family. It's not like I could have even been referring to like one particular episode. Where that just kind of like stuck out in my mind. I mean, it was just everyone on that show was above sixty. I don't get. I just it's. I don't understand that at all. Anyway, um, uh, you know what? As I, I've, it seems like the last several episodes. I mean, they all have been to some degree, but certainly the last several episodes of the show have been dominated by various cocks, and uh, I'm getting a little tired of it. It's had it. I mean, come on. Uh, I, I just I'm I'm at some point this is getting a little old, so I'm going to go with the particular set of skills because it, it is a pretty badass particular set of skills. And when you hear him say that, you know he means business, and it's it's pretty chilling. So I'm going to go with that instead of his cock. I'll vote for a particular set of skills, Max. Um, I, I have to make a choice and and despite my feelings on the subject sometimes you just have to let the train wreck play out yes. because otherwise you'll never know what it looked like so Liam Neeson's cock another vote for Liam Neeson's cock Mr. Schindler um well I mean I, I don't know I, I've always been told that you know size isn't as important as like you know what you do with it so i think i'd have to go with a particular set of skills a vote for a particular set of skills it is all tied up it comes down to you mr ortiz which one takes the win do it do it if you have a particular set of skills imagine what you could do with a <laughs> cock the size of an avion bottle and also, do you know what Helen Mirren called Liam Neeson's cock and balls? Mama's family. <laughs> oh, yes. So I'm assuming. I don't know what the hell you voted for. Yeah, what are, what are you cock voting for? Balls. Mike? You're voting for Liam Neeson's cock and balls. I'm I throwing the balls in there, too. You know, it's a package. That's the train wreck is <laughs> So, yeah, the next round, it is Oscar Schindler versus Liam Neeson's cock. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and we're on to our next fight, Michael. This one is yours. It is Darkman versus Excalibur. It's not even a single fucking character name on Mama's Family that's even remotely sexy. <laughs> I mean, we got, like, what, Iola? We've got Fran, Eunice? Who the hey, fuck? Keep Who going, Michael. Fuck? Keep going. No hey, one would want a fucking Eunice. Keep listing them off. I don't hey, understand. It's just... If the, uh, Fran is, if the Fran is Fran Drescher, I'd fuck that. Yeah, but she's not on this show, and I didn't say the nanny. 
I well, mean, I, I know, just... but you, you said the name Fran wasn't sexy. I immediately think Dresser. I think so I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as a vote for Excalibur. Um... <laughs> no, no, you're not gonna take it as a vote for Excalibur, motherfucker. <laughs> if I wanted to vote for Excalibur, I'd say I vote for Excalibur. Did you hear me say Excalibur? Well, you were talking about the the high quality of Mama's Family Ladies, so I thought you meant Excalibur as opposed to Dark Man. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yes. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. It doesn't. So I'm going to vote for fucking Darkman, mostly because I would have voted for Darkman anyway, but fuck you. I'll vote for Darkman. Max. Yeah. Uh, Max, are you live? Oh, sorry. I didn't hear, you. I didn't hear my name. Um, um, <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess, shit. I guess Excalibur. It's slightly better. I'll vote for Excalibur. I think that was on the poster. It's slightly better. <laughs> it's, it's ever so slightly better than Darkman, that movie that'll come out in 12 years. Uh, Schindler? I haven't seen Excalibur, so I'm going with Darkman. I'll vote for Darkman. Uh, Mike? Uh, I'm really torn here. Because on one hand, uh, the stand-in for the sword Excalibur was Liam Neeson's cock. And on the other hand, the reason it was so dark and dark, man, is because Liam Neeson's cock was obscuring the sun. You know, I'm even getting tired of this. Um, But I'm going to vote for Excalibur because because I do prefer the movie uh, overall and uh, because because it actually uh, didn't go as far as I would like in Best Fantasy Movie. Another vote for Excalibur. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Jared. Which one takes the win? Excalibur purely because his co-star was Patrick motherfucking Stewart. For the win. Excalibur is moving on, and we're on to our next fight. Uh, Max, this one is yours. It is Helen Mirren's roommate versus Liam Neeson, the improv comedian. Um, the improv comedian. I, I haven't seen their, their roommate relationship, but I'd like to imagine they had a, a line of tape down the middle of the place. <laughs> but uh, as of right now, the improv comedian. Uh, vote for the improv comedian. Uh, Schindler. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the improv comedian, too. I mean, Helen Mirren's roommate is interesting and everything like that when, you know, up against something which is crap or, or, or insignificant. But Liam Neeson, the improv comedian, is legitimately good. So I have to, to give that the, the win. Another vote for Liam Neeson, improv comedian. Uh, Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with uh, what everyone else said. Um, that, that was a, a hilarious sketch. That's, that was my favorite sketch in, in the entire show, which was a very funny show with a lot of, of really funny off-the-wall performances by uh, a lot of actors that you really wouldn't expect doing that. But uh, I, I never, ever realized that Liam Neeson could be so damn funny, and yet he was so still kind of scary. You know, when he was like, you know, we didn't agree on that backstory. It's like, whoa, okay, yeah, we didn't agree on the backstory. That's, um, it, it was just great stuff. I've never seen him uh, do a performance like that, kind of parodying himself. Uh, it was just, just pure, pure gold. Jared, I'm, I'm. I'm sure being Helen Mirren's roommate might have given him some material for improv comedy, so I'm, go- I'm going with improv comedian. And Michael, is it a clean sweep? I wouldn't have thought it was possible for him to 
come off as a green grocer. I mean, he's played Michael Collins, Oscar Schindler, Zeus, for Christ's sakes. But, yeah, he managed to sell it. So, yeah, all right. Improv comedian. All right. Clean sweep. And we are at our next fight. It's for a spot in the technical final four, but it's also for a spot in the finals of Gary Oldman, best of Gary Oldman. It is John Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg versus actors against acting athletes. Uh, Schindler, that one is yours. Yeah, actors against ad- acting athletes, for sure. Um, don't really care for Fifth Element at all, but I thought that sketch was, was hilarious. All right, Mike. Yeah, uh, and and really just just for one moment in it, uh, after he he just kind of loses it and goes on a a very classic and stereotypical Gary Oldman rant, he goes, "See, that was acting," and uh, and it was. So I will vote for actors against ath- acting athletes. Yeah, that is hard to say. It is until you say it a bunch of times. A vote for actors against acting athletes, uh, Jared. Ooh. Oh God! You uh, came down to these two. I'm going for actors against acting athletes. Just, I mean, again, he makes a excuse me. He makes a damn good point, and it's. I mean, it's basically pitting him being funny in the Fifth Element versus him being funny and making a really, really good point that needed to fucking be said. So I'm going for actor for a four. Fuck it. A uh, vote for actors against acting athletes. Uh, Michael. Yeah, I can't. I can't go with the the A four here. Um, it's great. It's a great sketch, but that's somehow saying that two minute bit is is more inventive and more out there and more representative of Gary Oldman than everything he does in Fifth Element, which that performance covers a wide range of him being very threatening and very cool and very collected to being very goofy at times. I mean, that character covers such a wide range of the, of the, of the emotions and the, and the various character ticks that he can pull off in just one whole performance. Not to mention the fact that he's just, every time he's on screen, he's just so damn entertaining to watch. Uh, I, I, he, I just can't, as, as much as I enjoy the actors against the athletes thing, um, no two minute sketch on Jimmy Kimmel deserves <clears throat> to outweigh his entire role in Fifth Element. Plus, I have it down here on my list as 5E versus A4. Well, five is more than four, so five Fifth Element wins. All right. A vote for. I will change my vote. Oh, uh, Mike changed his vote. It is all tied <laughs> up. It comes down to you, Max. Which one takes the win? Um, this is, I understand everyone's argument. Okay, um, but but I, I I go into this with the philosophy that that this is not about their talents because I think that Gary Oldman wins, uh, and 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 that's because if Gary Oldman was a chess piece, his move would be to stop playing chess and win the game and play something else like say maybe Life or Scrabble. Because that's how talented he is. He's a game changing talent. So it's almost not a question of how good he is. It's more a question of, is he cool? Is he likable? Is he fun? And I think that uh, Actors Against Acting Athletes, which I said perfectly, um, wins. And it uh, doesn't sound like anybody else is changing their vote. Nope. Actors Against Acting Athletes is into the final four and the finals of Gary Oldman. 
We're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Lee Harvey Oswald versus Neil, Neil by mouth. Uh, you know, again, I haven't seen Neil, um, although I, I do like hearing Michael say it the way that he does. Um, I've championed uh, Lee Harvey Oswald the whole way. Um, Not something and- you want to say in public? <laughs> I've said so much worse on this show. Yes. Um, actually, actually uh, two-thirds of Americans believe Lee Harvey Oswald is innocent. Just throwing that out there. All right, you see? So I'm not so crazy. Um, but uh, I'm going to vote for Lee Harvey Oswald, um, not just because I haven't seen the other movie, but uh, because uh, of a couple reasons. You know, it, it's funny. You, you mentioned something earlier when you said uh, if if they were playing chess, his move were to be... I thought you were going to say his move were to be uh, to turn into any other uh, piece on the board because that. that's what he does. He can uh, do that, he, but he can also stop playing chess. He's uh, he he just can so transform into uh, anyone, and uh, and this was a great example of this. And 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 JFK was a movie that had a a phenomenal cast that that many of whom turned in great performances and, and all of them were based on real people but none of them i think captured the real person as much as as uh lee harvey oswald or as, as his performance as lee harvey oswald uh some of them veered very heavily into caricature some of them were just uh you know kind of of, of rote standard uh stock characters but uh and, and i I, the, I was someone who was a jfk conspiracy uh buff for a very long time so i had researched a lot of this and i knew all of these these uh people i mean even before uh the jfk movie came out i was i was i was very very into uh the jfk conspiracy stuff and uh and so i knew a lot about these characters uh the, the real people not just how they looked but but the whole story that was told here and uh and just again that that performance i think in a movie full of brilliant actors doing wonderful things, uh, Gary Oldman still manages to show them all off with really a ridiculously low amount of screen time. Um, you know, leave Harvey Oswald uh, visually is like one of the most recognizable figures of the 20th century because of, because of the infamy and and like Michael says with with just uh, posture and expression and and delivery, uh, he manages to to convince you that he is someone completely different. And if we're talking, what is the best of Gary Oldman? That is the best of Gary Oldman. So I will vote for Lee Harvey Oswald. Don't forget uh, his accent in that. He even sounded like Oswald. Yeah. Uh, a vote for Lee Harvey Oswald. Go ahead, Jared. Mike put it as, I mean, better than I ever could. I'm, I'm going with Oswald. Uh, another vote for the greatness. That is Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, Michael Oswald. Okay, I vote for the Aflac Duck. Uh, Max. Um, I, w- I kind of want, I kind of want Oswald in the in the end in the finale. Oswald. Another vote for Oswald. Uh, Schindler is it a clean sweep? Yeah, definitely. And Oswald into the final four and the finals of of Gary Oldman. Let's find out who makes the final oh, of God. Liam Neeson's side. You never know. You never know. Uh, we're we're at no, but he, welcome to the low point of geek fights, ladies and gentlemen. No, no. Yeah, you obviously have not low heard point. the show before. Yeah, but um, we, it's a high point. <laughs> I listened it, to the last episode. It is. 
Oscar Schindler. If it's on the very top of his cock, it's a high point. Uh, Oscar Schindler versus Liam Neeson's own uh, cock. And uh, Jared, you get to take that one. <laughs> There's a fucking contest. I, I'm going to sound so fucking horrible for this, but uh, I'm, I'm picking Liam Neeson's cock over Oscar Schindler. A vote for Liam Neeson's cock. Uh, Michael. Voting for Oscar Schindler. I just, I, I've stated my reasons on both why and pros and cons, and I don't want to go through it all again, but just Oscar Schindler. A vote for Oscar Schindler because it is one of the best performances of all time for Liam Neeson. Uh, it's an and excellent cock. and his cock. And actually, a vote for his performance as Oscar Schindler is also a vote for his cock. Can I vote for Oscar Schindler's cock? You could. Uh, (laughs) Max. Um, uh, You just essentially summed up my feeling. Um, You know, uh, only a guy with a lot of confidence and and self-assuredness could could give such a convincing and powerful performance in such a high-wire act as that movie. Oscar Schindler. A vote for Oscar Schindler. Uh, well, Mr. Schindler, which one are you voting for? Hey, Schindler. Yeah, I feel kind of guilty because these were both my nominees. So, but um, yeah, I, I'm going to vote for Oscar Schindler because I don't want to go to hell. That's how it goes. Oh, it's already too late. You're on okay. the show, pal. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm changing my vote. I'm. I'm- <laughs> I'm bound to guilt here. No, don't 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 have to do that. I mean, that's I, I do. Stand by your cock. Stand by your cock. I will say that what you said about the the confidence he had to have to portray Schindler. Well, if you had a cock like that, you'd be confident too. But I'm still changing my vote to Schindler. I'll right. vote for Schindler, Mike. Why isn't it a clean sweep? <laughs> Uh, this is actually very, very difficult. Um, on on one hand, you know, but uh, you know, on one hand it's, uh, I I really love when we've got something that just goes kind of nuts on this show and that that was not, that was not intentional. (laughs) Damn it. I should have thought of that. Um, uh, or, or, and this is the point, or do we take this, you know, kind of seriously and actually, you know, try and, and discuss, I can't believe I'm saying this when I'm talking about Liam Neeson Scott. Try and discuss, you know, what really is the best uh, of these two uh, these two actors. And uh, I really don't know which way that I want to go because, you know, one, I, I really do like just having fun with the show. And and I I was the one that was pushing people. You know, we the cock wasn't on here originally. Um, so I, I'm kind of responsible for the cock being on here because originally everybody was putting very, very uh, thoughtful and intelligent things like performances, and I was the one that was going, "Come on, this is bullshit. We got let's let's have a little fun." You know, we had we had uh, King Tut's asshole winning before. Let's have fun with Neeson's cock. Uh, and and you know, it, it's funny because uh, I have not seen uh, Schindler's List, nor have I seen Liam Neeson's cock, though I've heard tales of both. Um. But like so, I said before, hopefully not the same tales. Uh, as I've as I've said before, I I always I always vote for the genital, but <laughs> I also have a long-standing tradition of voting for the Nazis. <laughs> oh, God. So I think Nazis 
beat cock and I will vote for Oscar Schindler. Of course they beat cocks. That's why they're Nazis. They don't like them. They're bad. They're horrible. Especially the ones that are circumcised. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they can't stand those. But Oscar Schindler is moving on through. Oh, uh, no. What? You lost a cock. I am saddened. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, but we still get the uh, the full-blown AIDS in the whore. <laughs> well, see, we, we had well, so to, far. Well, see, we had to take the cock out because if it had been Gary Oldman versus Liam Neeson's cock, <laughs> Gary Oldman would have lost. The cock is like the Chuck Norris of geek fights here. Not necessarily, but we're at our uh, moving at, on at the next <laughs> fight. Uh, Michael, this one is yours. It is Gwayne and Excalibur versus Liam Neeson, the improv comedian. Uh, I'm going to save some stuff for the improv comedian later because. Uh, there's no way it deserves to lose to Excalibur. I could barely fucking remember him from Excalibur. Uh, I mean, it, not, I mean, it was an early role for him, so why would we really remember him from it? And I love Excalibur and all that, but it sure as fuck don't represent the best of Liam Neeson. So, uh, improv comedian. A vote for the improv comedian, Max. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I I like Excalibur. That he's in it is gives him points. But yeah, it's a small role, and I barely remembered him in it. I I saw Excalibur about a year ago, and I was like, "Hey, it's that guy." <laughs> uh, oh, what a cock! <laughs> what a coxman! Uh, Schindler. Yeah, the improv comedian. Mike. You know, if you take Liam Neeson out of Excalibur, Excalibur is pretty much the same movie. You take him out of the improv comedian sketch, and it's uh, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant, and uh, what's it, Warwick sure. Davis uh, sitting around going, um, shouldn't there be somebody else here? Uh, and, and also, I want to vote for it because th- this really becomes very interesting. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, we've got a great... Uh, a powerful, a convincing performance as a histor- of a historical character up against a, a kind of short, silly, hmm. funny sketch. And uh, an improv comedian versus Oscar Schindler is pretty much the same thing on this side. So we've got a real interesting battle of comedy versus drama, a uh, brief sketch versus uh, a full-blown role. And uh, that's kind of an interesting way to, uh, to kind of approach the end of this show. So I'm going to vote for the improv comic. Another vote for the improv comic, Jared. Is it a quick clean sweep? Nah, I'm I'm going with Excalibur just because I really like the movie, and I'm being contrary. I'll vote for Excalibur, but Liam Neeson, the improv comedian with a giant cock, is moving on, and we're on to our next fight. Uh, it's for a spot in the final. It's what is the best part of Gary Oldman right now? That's what we're deciding. Actors against acting athletes versus Lee Harvey Oswald. Max, that one is yours. Okay, I stand by this. We all know he's a brilliant goddamn genius. We all know he can be anyone and anything that he wants to. But but very few people, even those chameleon-like geniuses, very few of them are also funny. Gary Oldman is that. A4. Uh, Vote for actors against... Acting athletes. Uh, Schindler. Yeah, this is really tough. Um, I mean, his, his performance in JFK is one of his best performances. And uh, that, that, that little sketch that he did on Jimmy Kimmel was, you know, one of the best things on TV probably ever. So, I mean... I don't know. You're putting like a performance up against a up against like a, a whole little short movie, and it's it's 
I, I really don't know. But I'm going to go with uh, A4 um, just because I could watch that more than JFK. Uh, vote for actors against acting athletes. Well, because it's shorter. So, you know, I mean, if you were to watch it a hundred times while somebody else watches JFK once. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not a knock against JFK. That movie is awesome. And the editing in that movie is damn brilliant. Just want uh, to say. Who's knocking it? Um, uh, Mr. Ortiz. Uh, I'm going to uh, vote for, for Lee Harvey Oswald. And, and my explanation is probably going to uh, say a lot about my vote next time. Um, but if we're really talking the uh, the best of here, and while both were great, um, when I think of Gary Oldman, when I think of what says Gary Oldman more than anything else, I think about him losing himself in, in these these varied performances. Uh, you know, we've talked about some of them here, and especially how many are you know either real. Uh, people or, or kind of clear, you know, long time established characters. He he was Lee Harvey Oswald. He was Beethoven. He was Sid Vicious. Uh, he was Dracula. He was Doctor Smith. All of these things that were something prior to being him. He was able to step into and transform himself in a way that no other actor, actually, you know, Jim Gordon also, no other actor has ever really done to that degree. At least not that I can think of. Uh, was that? When was he Beethoven? Uh, Immortal, Immortal Eleven. In, in, Immortal Eleven. Yeah. Uh, so he's really had probably yeah. the, the the most insane range of characters uh, of sure. any actor I can think of. Um, and the acting again, or the actors A four whatever is is very funny. But you know, I don't think of him as as doing comedy. Not that he can't, but that's because that's not what really for me defines him. And even though it's funny, it's also just sort of cheap and easy. I mean, it's not like. It's it's a, a deep and brilliant insight to say that uh, professional athletes stepping into acting usually don't do very good. I mean, it's 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 kind of a cheap. You know, there, there's a reason why why that's a, a bit on on the Jimmy Kimmel show. It's not like it's a stretch for anyone to think of that. So even though it's a great performance and it's very very funny, I don't think it is definitive. Gary Oldman. Um, what when I think of, I think of an actor, a movie actor making movies, uh, losing himself in a role. Um, and, and I don't think, uh, any, any performance says that, uh, necessarily better than his performance as Lee Harvey Oswald. Again, in a movie, with fantastic actors all trying to do the same thing he's doing and none of them doing it as well. A vote for Lee Harvey Oswald. Jared. Hey, you, wait, uh, you convinced me. I, I think I'm changing my vote. You're switching. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jared. I'm going to answer this with a quote. Suspect's name was Lee Harvey Oswald. O-S-W-A-L-D. I'll vote for Lee Harvey Oswald and Michael. Yeah, I, I couldn't put it better. Um, it, it's a good sketch. It's a funny sketch. Great sketch. And uh, But then, you know what? I think the other actors, if you put them in there, would have made it just as funny. You put an Anthony Hopkins or a Morgan Freeman or someone we think of and respect as an actor for you know representing the acting profession i think you still you could have still gotten a very funny sketch out of that because the whole point of that is you know a serious actor speaking out against something that is not to be taken seriously and gary Ullman is a pitch perfect representative of that but who else could have done what he did in jfk and let's think about this for a second tinker taylor soldier spy he was oscar nominated for last year 
People don't ever seem to believe me when I tell them this. That was the first time he ever got an Oscar nomination. He never got an Oscar nomination for anything else he's ever done. Damn. So what, and you know what, and I think I know the reason why he disappears so thoroughly into his roles. You almost take him for granted. You almost don't remember that there's a performer in there. The character just sticks out so much that you, you don't even think of it as a performance. And Lee Harvey Oswald is a fucking great example of that. He should have gotten the Oscar of that year for that role. Certainly a fucking nomination. But we weren't seeing Gary Oldman playing Lee Harvey Oswald. We were seeing Lee Harvey Oswald on screen somehow. So anyway, Lee Harvey Oswald, definitely. And Lee Harvey Oswald is the best of Gary Oldman right now. Let's see what he goes up against against Liam Neeson. Uh, Mr. Schindler, this one is yours. I'm oh, sorry. Hair Schindler, right? Is that what they say? Is that how you say it in German? Uh, it's I, uh, what? No, nothing. Oh no, because it's not Freulein. Yeah, so it's a, it's hair. Uh, Oscar Schindler versus <laughs> Liam Neeson, the improv comedian. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have to go with with Oscar. Sch- I mean, this is kind of you know the same argument that that was just made for for uh, Gary Oldman, but. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what what Mike was saying makes a lot of sense. I, I think I'd have to go with Oscar Schindler over Liam Neeson, the improv comedian. Um, because, I mean, I don't... Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically for that reason. A vote for Oscar Schindler. Um, Mike Ortiz. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much, like I said before, that my answer the last time really uh, is my answer this time. When I think of Liam Neeson, even though I think of a wider range of things... I, I see him in comedy uh, far more than I, I would see uh, Gary Oldman typically, but uh, it's still, you know, more so powerful, dramatic actor. And the reason that improv comic works so well is because it is so against type. You know, he is so serious and stern and powerful. And let's face it, uh, in improv comic, they make a Schindler joke. They make a reference. That's how much Oscar Schindler is kind of identified with uh, with um, with Liam Neeson. If we were to do this same list, this same geek fight in five years, odds are the improv comic's not going to be on the list because even though we all love it, uh, it, it was on recently. But uh, I, I wouldn't say with any confidence that people are going to remember Life's Too Short uh, in five years, in ten years, but they're never going to forget Oscar Schindler and uh, that performance in Schindler's List. And again, I haven't seen the movie, and I know, uh, I know of this power of it. I have seen scenes of him. I have seen uh, the that closing scene. You can um, stop sharking, Mike. It's cool. Okay, <laughs> uh, Jared. And I vote for improv comic. <laughs> uh, Jared. Uh. Much, I mean, as much fun as improv comedian was, I don't think it's got the balls to last against Lee Harvey Oswald, even though Liam Neeson does. Honestly, I really want to pit a good historic drama against a good historic drama. And these two guys, this is going to be a slugfest. I'm, I'm voting for Schindler. Uh, vote for Oscar Schindler. Uh, Michael. Yeah, I mean, Oscar Schindler... Oh, you know what? No, no. Here's the thing. That that sketch uh, for me, 
I've watched it so many times, and one of the reasons I think I like it so much is that it both plays against my expectations of Liam Neeson, and yet his performance is quintessentially Liam Neeson. And it is informed by everything that we have seen Liam Neeson in up until that point. Uh, his performance in Schindler's List, Michael Collins, Zeus, Batman, all of that stuff in its own way plays into what he's doing there. He's using his own particular set of skills to play <laughs> against everything that we know about the guy. And if you watch that performance, he's not giving a comedic performance. He's playing it dead fucking serious, as, as serious as anything else he's ever done. And yet in the context of that sketch, it's absolutely fucking hilarious. He never portrays the joke. He's always in a, and that sketch is uniquely tailored Unlike, say, the, the Gary Oldman sketch from Kimmel, that sketch does not work unless it's Liam Neeson. And I don't think there's any other actor you could put in there that it would have worked as absolutely perfectly as that does. Because he manages to give a not, no winking at the audience. It plays against everything that we've ever really known about Liam Neeson. We don't know him necessarily as a light comedian or someone who would knowingly make fun of himself that way. I think it's because of Schindler's List, because of all the fine, incredible work that he's done that makes a sketch like that this memorable. And I think that sketch is going to live on for years. Thanks to YouTube and everything, we're still going to remember that sketch for a long, long time. And for some reason, I am going to vote for this over Schindler's List, not because I think his performance in Schindler's List isn't fucking iconic and, and, and incredible and deserves to go Is that on the, the next first one. time iconic was used today? Might have been. Yeah. Might have been. But... Is that performance in that sketch for me sums up Liam Neeson, and I want I think for me that that brings to my, when I think of Liam Neeson, I think of that guy sitting in that office going through that routine and not realizing how fucking humorless he is, but at the same time how perfect he is at the same time. So I'm 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 fucking I know it's I know it might not make sense logically to do it, but I'm going with the uh, the improv comedian sketch. Now, it might be all tied up. Uh, it comes down to you there, Max. Which one do you vote for? Uh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's really tricky. Ultimately, I, like, where, where on the other side, I think that uh, it's so obvious that Gary Oldman is a brilliant, amazing actor that, like, you almost don't need to, to say in your decision that that's true. On this side, I, I kind of feel the other way. I feel like uh, uh, Liam Neeson can be funny, but... I I don't think that he is the same sort of chameleon that Gary Oldman is. So when he does fully embody a character who is so iconic, um, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And I go with Oscar Schindler. I'm sorry, I picked the obvious one. And Oscar Schindler is moving on. It's also the best that Liam Neeson has to offer. It's you know making a list about of Jewish people. That's awesome. But we are at the final fight. Finally, we are at Gary Oldman versus Liam Neeson. Uh, in two of their probably best roles, Mike, this one is yours. It is Lee Harvey Oswald versus Oscar Schindler. Uh, you know, Michael said something uh, the last round that almost made me change my vote. Um, and, you know, maybe part of it is uh, the, the weirdness of, of picking a, a kind of flippant sketch comedy over Oscar Schindler is is one of the problems that I have with the movie Schindler's List 
and, and it's a problem that I have also with the graphic novel Mouse, I've mentioned it before, is when you have a, a subject as weighty as, as the Holocaust, it, it lends a, a level of, of credibility, of, of weight, of drama to something that, uh, that it, it might otherwise not have on its own. Uh, but I think the JFK assassination also uh, it, you know, does that as well. But what Michael said was that unlike the actors against acting athletes, um, he doesn't think any other actor could have done the improv sketch. Um, but I think that's incorrect. I think Gary Oldman could have because he could have transformed into Liam Neeson and given the exact same performance because <laughs> that's what he does. I have seen videotape of Lee Harvey Oswald. I have seen photos of Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, like I said, I, I, I immersed myself in JFK assassination stuff. And uh, that was that could have, have just as easily have been Lee Harvey Oswald on the screen. I don't know from Oscar Schindler. I don't know if anybody really has any idea. I mean, is, is there a film of him? I'm not sure. But, you know, when I, when I look at pictures of Schindler's List, I see Liam Neeson. When I look at the pictures of Lee Harvey Oswald from JFK, I see Lee Harvey Oswald. And that is really, I, I just think that that is a, a harder thing to do. Uh, I think it is a, a, more, a more powerful thing to do. And I think it is more appropriate to the role. You know, if we're talking about an actor, what an actor does is become someone else. And no one becomes someone else better than Gary Oldman and, uh, and I think that that Lee Harvey Oswald performance is, is one of, if not the finest examples of him doing that. So um, I am going to give it to Lee Harvey Oswald. I'll vote for Lee Harvey Oswald. Jared. Well, Mike, I mean, Mike really summed it all up for me. Um, yeah, there's the whole guilt of you're not voting for Schindler. How dare you? But I mean, Lee Harvey Oswald was I'm going to I'm going to steal the word here. It, it was iconic for me. Um, like Mike, I did a lot of research in the JFK assassination and still got tons of books on it on my shelves. And it was his perform. It was Oldman's performance as Oswald that got me interested in it. Hell, it was Oldman's performance as Oswald that convinced me that that Oswald was innocent. And I thought that from 1998 to 2008 until I actually read Oswald's diary finally. And uh, yeah, that convinced me otherwise, but his performance was good enough that it, ha that it actually had me going. I based my entire belief off of a damn movie because of that guy's performance. So I'm going with Oldman as Oswald. I'll vote for Oldman as Oswald. Michael. Um, man, Look, at the end of the day, I think what it I think what it comes down to for me is, and I, I think I understand, I think the reason I made the joke about jerking off to Mama's family <laughs> because Mama's family is anti-sexual. It's like, of course, there would be a joke about jerking off to Mama's family because what's sexy about Mama's family? Nothing. It's like <laughs> jerking off to Bonanza. It's the same fucking thing. I, I don't... I think that's kind of where that must have come from. And I can see how maybe two separate people might arrive at that. I, I don't think that's completely out of the uh, uh, a norm. So I'm going to, I think I've you know, solved. Didn't we talk about jerking off the Bonanza before too? No, I don't think that ever came up. 
But anyway, um, my favorite actor uh, is probably one of two people. I, I go back and forth on this. Um, and one of the two people I go back and forth with is on this list. And the reason I love this guy is because I never know what to expect from him. Even after, I don't know how many years he's been doing this, I never know with any performance what I'm going to get. And I never know what new notes am I going to see this guy play. Um, when Gary Ullman, when I saw him in JFK, JFK was that performance for me that was like, how the fuck did he do that? And it was, it was, it was double so because I had just seen a movie, I think it had come out not maybe even less than a year before called State of Grace uh, that he was in. And he gives an amazing performance in that movie. Not too many people have seen it. And I saw JFK not long after that. And I didn't know it was the same fucking guy. And I, it, was, it, it wasn't until later I was like, Gary Ullman, why do I know that name? Well, it's the same motherfucker from State of Grace. Get out of here. I was I could not believe that I, I had not even... Give, how the hell did that happen? And he's done that numerous times over... Uh, his career. And that's not to knock Neam Neeson. Not every actor is meant to be a chameleon and disappear into the roles like that. You know, sometimes you use what you have to embody that character and, and make it work for it. And Neeson has done that amazingly well. And he's even better now than he's ever been. He's one of those few actors that's gotten better over the years. And he's, I think, he's in his prime right now. But to me, Ullman is a fucking god. And it's great to be able to. Uh, go with a performance for me that makes him a god. So I'm going to go with of acting anyway. So Oswald. Uh, vote for Lee Harvey Oswald. Max. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much on board with everybody's line of thinking. Although, I mean, uh, JFK is probably like my least favorite of all the movies that, that have been brought up about with Gary Ullman in them. But I mean, it's true. It's he's 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 ludicrously talented, possibly supernatural. I suspect witchcraft might be involved. So <laughs> I go with Gary Oldman um, and 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 JFK. Another vote for Gary Oldman, Mister Schindler. Is it a clean sweep? Do you vote against your own name? Um, I think yes. Perhaps I do. I mean. <laughs> I don't know when when I first saw the idea for this episode, Gary Oldman versus Liam Neeson. I was like, "That's not really a fair fight because Gary Oldman is so much better than Liam Neeson." And here you have, you know, two iconic performances, and you know, like everyone's saying, both historical figures and whatnot. And it's like Gary Oldman is better as JFK than Liam Neeson is as Oscar Schindler. Honestly, I don't even remember Liam Neeson as Oscar Schindler. I mean, I remember the movie. But nothing about that stands out for me aside from like maybe the last scene and then like a shot of him smoking a cigarette. But like Gary Oldman, you know, I, I mean, uh, yeah, his performance in JFK is is amazing. And JFK is a better movie than than Schindler's List. So, I mean, for all of those reasons, I mean, it's like no matter how you look at it, like Gary Oldman wins. So Lee Harvey Oswald. A vote for Lee Harvey Oswald and Gary Oldman wins Gary Oldman versus Liam Neeson. But we all know that Liam Neeson would actually win because he has played gods more often. Actual and gods. Cock. Pardon? And his cock. And his cock is gigantic. 
Oh. You know, Gary Oldman could do a very convincing job as Liam Neeson's cock. <laughs> he, he actually is. Most people don't realize that. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Jared? Um, plug well, it again. <laughs> Your blog. Well, yeah, I've, I've got my blog. Um, it's, yeah, I've renamed the damn thing. It's Echoes from the Belfry. It's dunebat.blogspot.com. Um, hoping to get it up and going again, like this month. Uh, like I said, a friend of mine and I are going to every city we can in Odessa, or in Texas, sorry, not Odessa. Yeah, Odessa's one city, sorry. My brain's dying. We're going to every city we can in Texas looking for any paranormal hotspots of interest. We're going to film whatever the hell we can, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> Rock and roll. Um, I'm going to go to you, Mr. Schindler. Yeah, I have a uh, commentary. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to oh, go to you. I'm okay. not going to go to you. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go to Max because I went to you first last time. Okay. So I'm going to let Max say all that stuff this time. All right, cool. Uh, um, uh, Mike would say that um, uh, Max and I do a show called Commentary Track Stars where we do fan commentaries on movies, TV shows, and off-topic things. And you can find us at commentarytrackstars.com and you can go to our Twitter feed, which is a different thing, and it's called at Comtrack Stars. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Do you have anything separate to plug there, uh, uh, Schindler? Uh, no, not really. No. Um, I mean, I, I've heard a rumor that uh, we're hoping like, to get you on for the, the Batman commentary, so that'd be cool. <laughs> It'll probably come out before we do this will, so... Eh, you never know. We have a pretty long back. We can get so. Gary Oldman to play you. Yeah. yeah. Well, that'll be easy. Well, he so he's already been uh, what is that short face? Now he's gonna do black face, and uh, wouldn't this, it be short leg? Short leg, whatever. Uh, Michael Felsher. I haven't done this in a while, but I would like to throw a shout out to the wonderful restaurant Del Taco. You have some amazing choices at Del Taco if you're a Mexican food fan out there. Right now, they've launched their whole new line of Carnitas brand items. Tender braised pork and such items as the Primo Carnitas Burrito. Tender braised pork seasoned rice, spicy jack cheese, creamy chipotle sauce, all wrapped up in a warm flour tortilla. And if you go to their website right now, you can get a coupon for free Carnitas Taco El Carbon with the purchase of any beverage at participating locations if you like them on Facebook. So go to deltaco.com and have a good time because remember, it's all bold stuff. Look, you that was amazing. Give that man a taco. Oh, God. Uh, check out our friends, DVDGeeks.tv, Subspace Communicate, and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Uh, check out the Solus Minions of Orthodoxy. They do some sweet commentaries. Way better than these calm track stars, guys. I'm just going to let you know right now. I'm joking. <laughs> They're He's just not as joking. Good. <laughs> uh, special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing with Chris Mitchell on the Geek Fights Tumblr. Uh, Chris Mitchell also did the Geek Fights Wikia. You can uh, go and mess around. I literally have not looked on there in like two months. You can do whatever you want. Uh, we might fix it. We might not. We're lazy. And of course, Mr. Jared Formby for his, the pimped out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at hey Star www.heystartrek.net. Um, Mr. Ortiz, do you have anything? Uh, you know, first I would like to plug Mama's Family, the first com the uh, the complete first season, uh, to two disc set from Warner Home Video. It's available 
on Amazon.com for $19.19. And you know, it's interesting when I first uh, looked at the Amazon link, it said uh, only five left in stock, order soon. Uh, and then when I actually went to the page, it said only one left in stock, order soon. So I think four people on this panel are planning to jerk off to it fairly soon. Um, it's, I'm the uh, one who's undecided <laughs> at this point. <laughs> well, you've got the torrents. Uh, it's it's uh, ASIN number B00GH3PMM. Uh, get it now. Um, you can find me when you're done jerking off on the Weekend Geek video show on YouTube. Why do they have to be done jerking off? Uh, well, yeah, actually, if you want to continue jerking off to our show, uh, I'll, I'll put some, some Vicky Laura pictures up in the back. Um, uh, you can find me on the Weekend Geek video show on YouTube where we preview new comics every week. You can ches- check us out at geekbytes.net where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, our past episodes, links to the wiki, our Facebook page, and our Tumblr. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network. Seriously, we haven't had an iTunes review in like seven months. So somebody, get off your ass and do an iTunes review. Yeah, you can review. even say we suck. Oh, we don't care. You can say we suck Liam Neeson's cock. Uh, well, that's not possible. Or like us on Facebook. <laughs> well, maybe if we both worked on it at the same time. that, that We might be able to get enough stuff. Images in my head. Images in my head. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to be on the panel so you can talk about things like Liam Neeson's cock, you can contact us at, G- at geekfights at gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter where we are also geekfights. That's all it takes to join the legion of Liam Neeson's cock. Seriously, it's amazing. <laughs> Um, our upcoming fight. You know, they have those big ass Avion bottles too. They're like a fucking two liter. That's what I'm saying. Terrifying. Could have been a sparklets bottle. Oh, yeah. Next Beer. week is uh, best of arrested development. And after that is best fictional athlete. Best fictional athlete. Uh, any and all ideas are welcome. Uh, people are surprised because they'll, they'll send us a nice note and we'll be like, oh, that's so great. Do you want to be on the show? Like, really? That's all it takes? Literally, that's all it takes. Yeah, just and contact we, us. We use your ideas because we're whores. We, it works like that. Uh, thanks again for listening. Yeah, because when we come up with our own ideas, this is what we get. Yeah, it's bad. Um, until next time. <laughs> Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Yeah, but you mean midgets? Because that's the derogatory term, is midget. I, they change that every goddamn week. I get tired of it. Well, they, they prefer to be called little people.
Yeah, and then next week they're not going to want to be called little people. They're going to be want to call vertically challenged. L- little people, vertically challenged, and dwarf are all acceptable. Vertically challenged? What kind of stupid, simple-minded, politically correct nonsense is that? The vertically not vertically challenged. challenged. There is no challenge. They're never going to get up there. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be rude or something. I'm not trying. to... What's the challenge? You can't get there. Fuck you. I no, mean, no. The, the rest of the world <laughs> is so big. You know, like oh. Liam Neeson's cock. Fucking vertically Like challenged. I said, we're all short compared to Liam Neeson's cock. Well, I'm not. I don't know about you people. <laughs> I get... Like uh, a I, it's, like a, it's like a giant Evian bottle. Like, I wonder... I, see, now, here's the question, because it happens to me every now and again. You know, when you get an erection and you lose consciousness, I wonder if that happens to him. You'd, you'd imagine that it would happen. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. must get like regular additional extra blood injected into him just, just to handle it. Just from little people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what they're good supply, for. He has a little supply of little people he drains the blood from every time he jerks <laughs> off. Well, they're well, not going to be doctors. No, see, he, he's so long that it has its well, own Well, that's just heart. unnecessary. <laughs> Wait, they're not going to be doctors? What the fuck did that mean? Like, listen, well, they're certainly not going to be doctors because that's absurd. <laughs> You're just an asshole. I mean, that's... <laughs> God. Well, they're not going to be doctors, of course, silly. They're not going to be doctors? <laughs> like... You said that so matter of fact. Yeah, because like we all would know this. No, they're not going to be doctors. I mean, but what? what uh, seriously, they're not going to be surgeons. Yeah, I could totally, I could totally buy that. Being vertically that, challenged. Well, that that's going to be a little bit harder. But they can diagnose things and give out medicine and listen to people if they want to be a psychiatrist. They can do He's just certainly anything. Certainly could be a gynecologist. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Fuck y'all.